The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Show's on already. Yeah, huh? yeah, How we do this. That? I know that the time varies from day to day. Yeah, when do we start doing it at this time? Um, uh, when did um, this happen? Uh, a long time ago. I should have been notified mm-hmm. since I'm the host of the show. I should have been notified that hey, uh, you know, eleven o'clock central. Yeah, well, we do. We, we go live. You didn't get the memo, nah, probably I, because it was texted to you. And since you don't, I ever don't think look anybody ever did a memo. I, I don't think I was ever told. Okay. So anyway, uh, welcome mm-hmm. to Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred. 3393 just uh, came back from an interesting conversation with Jim Caviezel, who was oh. on, on Glenn's show. I, we met him, I think, for the first time, I don't know, like 2010. So it's been probably eight years. At a Friends of Abe, uh, Hollywood has a secret Republican sort of conservative group. And they meet in secret, literally meet secretly. Literally don't, I, I don't think that they ever publicize who's in this group because uh-huh. they'd all be... Blacklisted. Of course, we know now. And they, and one they of the meet, members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. But thank you. But, I mean, it's, you know, I think it's pretty, the people are pretty well aware of the situation now because mm-hmm. you know, a, lot, a lot of people have m- mentioned it. Uh, but Jim Caviezel is going to uh, reprise his role as Jesus Wow! in The Passion of the Christ Part 2 or whatever they're calling is it. Is this breaking news? <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's breaking, but uh-huh. he did conf- he confirmed it. Oh, cool. I read somewhere that that was uh, a possibility, and sure enough, he's confirmed the movie is on. Didn't he? Wouldn't say when it, when it was going to shoot, but uh, do you know that that's still the highest grossing R rated movie in U.S. history? Wow, highest grossing R rated movie ever. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, you know. Uh, I guess they'll have to do, you know, because he's coming back as Jesus again. So, obviously, it's after he comes back and hangs out with his apostles for, what was it, 70 days? Because um, there's always something with sevens and threes and 12. 12? And 24. What about what about traffic on the fours every five minutes? Is well, that that's, that's, that's one of our things. Okay. I don't think that's quite as oh, important. Oh, that's not biblical? No. Oh, my bad. It's just important to have traffic and weather together every four minutes on the fives. Uh-huh. Especially when you're on the... The road to Damascus and gets right. kind of backed up. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rush hour. It can take a while to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, pr- pretty nice guy and and uh, interesting to see how how that's going to work out the second time around. And but it's an it's Mel Gibson doing it. You know, sometimes somebody else will pick up that project and do it, and it's not the same like when they picked up Jaws after Steven Spielberg and just wrecked the whole series. <laughs> Steven's like, yeah, we did that. I, you know, okay, that big shark thing is, is over. But <laughs> others thought differently. <laughs> uh, so they did, shark, what, Jaws 1 through 75, 77. I think? 77. 77. Yeah. Uh, Jaws 57, I think, is when it really started to take a turn. Franchise started to lose mm-hmm. its luster there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think 57, right. 58 in there somewhere. Uh-huh. Because it was still good up to 53. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, well, I which, mean, not as good, but, but wait a minute. Hold on. Which, watchable. Which one is it where Jaws gets pissed? <laughs> and and actually, 
This time, it's personal. Uh, that is a three or four, I think. And and the the shark follows them from New England to Bermuda. I think they moved to Bermuda, and he. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a GPS system in his gills mm-hmm. or something, and he he follows them. Yeah, because they're trying to get away from him. You would think. I don't know. Yeah. Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> better chance. Better chance in Iowa Why than don't Bermuda. You landlock yourself. Yeah, I, I remember that poster. I'm looking it up now. It's uh, it's from 1987. Jaws. This time, the revenge. It's personal. Yeah. So here it is. Jaws. The revenge. And then it says, this time it's personal. I remember that movie poster mm-hmm. on the door of a friend's of my bedroom. It's hysterical. I think, <laughs> I think that's where this time and this time I'm, uh, I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. I think that's where that came from. That's where from. you get that? Yeah. <laughs> when, the, when actually the actual title was, this time it's personal. Wait a minute. Wait, uh, Chief Brody's widow believes that her family is deliberately being targeted by another yeah. shark in search of revenge. <laughs> that's a franchise that I really just never got into. I liked the first one, you know, because yeah, I, I was too young yep. to know any better. Yep. What was it, 1975? So, you know, I would have been 14 or so. Mm-hmm. And and it's, you know, it it was a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. A one-time phenomenon. Leave it alone. But they never do. Mm. Anyway, so The Passion of the Christ should be pretty cool. amazing, uh, part two. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, uh, Paul, Apostle of Christ, yep. uh, begins. That's what he's kind of pushing right now. So I think he plays Paul in this one. 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393, or on Twitter, at Pat Unleashed. Uh, this is great. All the gun control stuff is is kind of back in the news again. A student, they say, was suspended for not taking part in the school walkout. That's not exactly the case. Hmm. It's, it's a little less juicy a story than that. In Ohio, a school student was suspended. It happened during the walkout. He didn't participate. He stayed in class. But the school claims that he was suspended not for refusing to participate in the walkout, but he didn't report to study hall. I guess anybody who wasn't going to take part in the walkout, you were supposed to go to study hall. He stayed in class. So he got suspended. So, I mean, that kind of changes it, right? That That's uh, a kid made a decision, and he wasn't supposed to do that. Had he gone to study hall, and then they suspended him for not going and participating, you know, then, you, then you've got something to be outraged about. Um, but also, Brian Stelter was, had uh, Ben Shapiro on his show over the weekend asking him... Uh, what the most egregious example of media bias has been that he's seen recently, and it's it's a pretty good job by Ben Shapiro. He takes uh, Stelter to school here. Take a look. Where do you see the most egregious media bias right now? Well, over the last three weeks, obviously, the coverage of the gun debate uh, has been absolutely egregious. I mean, I don't want to single out your network, but CNN's been pretty bad on this from a conservative perspective. Uh, the, the idea that 
when there's a, a mass shooting that the media feel the necessity to put on TV uh, not only survivors, but specific survivors, that there's a certain subset of survivors who make it on TV a lot, a lot, uh, and there are certain other survivors who don't, uh, and that they decide to single out certain events and not other events in order to make a particular case, or they allow certain people to go on TV and suggest that folks like Dana Lash or people at the NRA are evil, don't care, they're terrorists, and there's no pushback from the anchors. You know, this sort of thing makes a lot of people on the right nice. feel that the media are, are really using this as an opportunity to push gun control rather right. than objectively covering you know, the, the, the legislative efforts that are going on in Washington, D.C. So your view is it should be 50-50, even if most of the students are urging gun control measures, you want it to be 50-50? Or, or no, I, I think 80-20 right would be fine. <laughs> so Stelter's asking like that's crazy. So you're saying it should be 50-50 coverage? You're saying that 50-50 is what you want? Yeah, well, isn't that what you wanted on on the Fairness Doctrine? Isn't that what you wanted for 50-50 on talk radio? It was good for you then. <laughs> All of a sudden now 50-50 is the most outrageous thing you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> and to say, it's despite the fact that most of the kids are, are in favor of gun control, who cares what the kids are in favor of? Thank you. Who cares? Who gives a rat's anus about what the kids are in favor of? That's how you're going to decide your coverage of this event? What these 15, 16-year-olds, what their opinion is? Come on now. Come on. You're, I mean, I would think, I would hope, I would wish that you're better than that. But they're not, of course. And there was more. Gun control change. measures, you want it to be 50-50? Or, or no, I, th- I think I think 80-20 would be fine. I mean, <laughs> anything but 95-5 would probably be a good thing. Uh, and I think that it's also pretty obvious that, listen, everybody, this is my opinion about journalism, everybody in journalism has their own political views. We all vote, obviously, uh, or at least most of us do. Uh, and it's it's not a pleasant thing when people in the media pretend their political views are not influencing their coverage when it's mm-hmm. so obvious that those political views clearly are influencing their coverage. But is it political just to want fewer gun deaths? That's not political. Yeah, it is. Well, obviously, it's not political to the want fewer gun deaths. Nobody wants more gun deaths. The way you're presenting it. What is political, is political is allowing certain people to go on TV and without any sort of follow-up question, say things like their political enemies don't care about human lives. Like, I remember CNN got very upset when Dana Lash said at CPAC that people in the media CNN didn't care enough. CNN doesn't get upset. Certain right, anchors it, it, or reporters right. may challenge something. That's... Well, okay, but reporters need to challenge. I mean, again, the the reporters are the representatives of the network. I mean, when I tune in and there's a reporter on CNN and the CNN insignia is in the bottom corner of the crawl, there's nothing I can do as an observer but say, okay, well, CNN may have a bias here, especially if that bias all runs in one direction. It's not like some of the members of CNN are pushing a particular agenda and some are pushing another agenda. There's always, if there is a bias, it is universally to one side, and that's what people on the right are seeing. So you think the agenda that's being pushed is gun control by interviewing students who are scared to go back to school? Is that is that how you perceive it? No, I mean, I think that the agenda being pushed is gun control if there, again, is no pushback on questions that would be asked to any other guest. I think that tragedy is obviously a terrible thing, but it doesn't necessarily confer expertise, and that's one of the big problems here. <laughs> who's, who's getting the phone call there? Is that, that would ben? be Ben's, yes. <laughs> and you'll see him uh, fidget around in a moment there. and just uh, Yeah, you might want to silence up. your phone before the interview. That would be know. a tip that you would probably want to yeah. learn as well, Pat. Yeah, well, I, well, that hasn't happened to me for a long time. What, but good, I learned that lesson a long yeah, good, time ago. Good, good 48 long, hours long time ago. ago on this program. Uh, no, that did not happen 48 hours ago. Oh, you're right, 56. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, nice job, though, by Ben to, to challenge Stelter, who was <clears throat> apparently trying to insinuate that, hey, our coverage is just our coverage. I mean, we, there's no bias here. We're just prevent, presenting facts as they occur. 
Really? That's why you don't talk to anybody about wanting to prevent gun deaths is political? I mean, what an asinine question. You know that it's political when your only solution to the violence is gun control. That's when your coverage is biased. Um, here's more uh, on the most egregious examples. Your website, The Daily Wire, a lot of other conservative media sites that have criticism of the press. I sometimes worry you all are trying to tear things down as opposed to make <clears> them better. It's one thing to, to critique and want journalism to be better, but sometimes I feel like you're just trying to, to get rid of journalism altogether. I mean, questioning the motive I don't think is a useful thing. If you can point out to me where the critique is wrong, I think that's one thing. If the suggestion is that the critique is invalid because the motive is invalid, uh, that's another. So, again, I think that if, if you don't like the motive, then ignore the motive and take the critique as, insofar as it's effective. Right? We, we all have motives, but, but the fact is, listen, I don't want CNN to disappear. I don't want the New York Times to disappear. I don't want the Washington Post to disappear. I want them to do what they, are say, what they say they are supposed to be doing. I want them to perform objective journalism if that's what they say they're going to do, and opinion journalism if they want to say that they're opinion journalists. That's fine. My problem is when, uh, this mm. is why my cr critique of, for example, the New York Times op-ed page is far less than my critique of the New York Times objective journalism. There's a difference between op-ed and journalism. It's why my critique of MSNBC sometimes is a lot less strident, I think, than my critique of CNN, because CNN purports to be objective. MSNBC really does not purport to be objective in the same way. Part of me thinks that you and your colleagues at the Daily Wire should try to get jobs then at the New York Times. If you don't like the coverage, try to be a part of the solution as opposed to complaining about it. I mean, I don't know. Would you hire me? Uh, I, I really doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Jeez, what stupid follow-ups from Stelter. Jeez, what a waste. <laughs> good golly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about a place where your kids won't get indoctrinated like all these little darlings we're seeing every day on the news on CNN, and why their coverage is so biased because they're talking to these kids who only have one opinion that they got from the school system, that they got from uh, listening to teachers every single day pounding an agenda into their heads. If you'd like your kids not to be subjected to that, there is a fantastic alternative, and it's called Freedom Project Academy. It's an online school, and it uh, offers a fully accredited Judeo-Christian classical education online for your kids all the way from kindergarten through high school. It's interactive, and you'll have live classes with live teachers every day from fellow classmates across the country. They don't accept one penny of government funding, so they're not beholden to the government. They're going to teach your kids how to think, not what to think. So if you're excited about the possibility, go to freedomforschool.com, request your free information packet. You can enroll the kids either full-time if you want or start with a single class completely up to you. But go check it out and get your information packet. It's absolutely free. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. And we're joined by Brad Staggs. And today I'd like to discuss the migratory patterns of dead skin cells. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I've been waiting for this yes. day. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it's been a long day coming, and I just I thought today was probably mm -hmm. the best day to discuss the fact that yeah, inside, yeah, yeah. Hmm? inside your ear, you have skin cells. that you And if you could, in theory, which you should not do, by the way, but if you could, in theory, take a ballpoint pen okay. and just put a little dot on your eardrum, okay. you would, over the course of the next few weeks, again, if you could watch that little dot, it would slowly, that dot would make its way all the way down the ear canal and all the way out of your ear. 
and then just go poof and fly away in the breeze. incredible. Which is to illustrate the fact that your ears Uh are actually self-cleaning. Oh, like they're vomiting Mm. ink blots. They're vomiting ink blots every day. That's cool. Yes, it is very cool. (laughs) And not only will those dead skin cells find their way out, but also the earwax. I see what you did that there. That attracts. You brought it home for right? us. <laughs> see? You see, if you look at the big picture, you'll find uh-huh. that the system works pretty doggone well if left to its own devices. However, during the course of modern day life, we insist upon placing things in our ears as the both of you have done today. Oh, Yes. You know, your I little hearing little devices, yeah, yeah, your little yeah. hearing buds, your, so, your little Q-tips and things. We're kind of reversing the You're the screwing up the system is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. The, the inkblot vomiting. If you just let it do its own inkblot vomiting, mm-hmm. we'd be so much better off as human beings, but you won't. And that's why you need to go to usewaxrx.com. <laughs> you need to go there and find the three-step system with eardrops and the, and the specially designed squirt bottle and that pH-conditioned rinse, which will, again... Leave those ears soft and supple. Supple. Yeah. See, if you're not going to let nature take its course, let the WaxRx system take its course. Go to usewaxrx.com, and then if you use promo code radio, they'll even throw in free standard shipping. For crying out loud, do it today so you can hear. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. I love the attitude of uh, Brian Stelter from CNN when he was talking to Ben Shapiro. As if he can't even fathom that what people believe that we, we have a bias of gun control? No. Besides, gun control can't happen in this country. I don't even know. I don't even know what you're all hysterical about. Oh, well, sure, it's happened before. I mean, but that was that was like in the dark ages. How old were you in two thousand five? Uh, what were you six, four? Were you even born in two thousand five? Here's a quick reminder again uh, from ABC News about what can happen in this environment with gun control in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that um, includes New Orleans, <laughs> where today authorities stepped up their efforts to empty the city. Bob Woodruff is there again tonight with an extraordinary human drama unfolding. Bob? That's true, Elizabeth, and good evening from New Orleans. Here, the police and the National Guard find themselves in a very difficult position tonight to try to carry out an order to force people from the city without actually using force. Today in New Orleans, they got a lot tougher on the holdouts. Police department, home! Not only the flooded areas, but New Orleans' driest and wealthiest neighborhoods, too. Police department! The police and National Guard going street by street, house to house. We need to make sure, too, that uh, whenever we knock on doors, people refuse to leave. We need to make note, call it in. 
They say there are no orders to use force, just strong persuasion, sometimes entering open houses with guns drawn and instructions to disarm anyone inside. You say guns, guns will be taken? Yeah, no one will be able to be armed. We yes, will sir. take all yes, weapons. Sir. That Wait, happened what? today in this wealthy huh. neighborhood where homeowners had armed themselves to protect their mansions. <laughs> Residents were handcuffed on the ground. In the end, police Jeez. took their weapons but let them stay in their homes. They were a little bit threatened because our weapons were bigger than their weapons. For many of the police and guard troops, it is an uncomfortable job to do this in an American city. This guard unit occupied a church, using it as a base camp. Hmm. They had to leave a note because they could not get hold of the pastor to get permission. It is, it is surreal. Yeah, you just never, you never expect to do this in your own country. Chris Montgomery says he'd rather be in Iraq than patrolling American neighborhoods. Walking up and down these streets, you don't, you don't want to think about the stuff that you're going to have to do. Somebody pops around the corner. Let me shoot an American. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's a chilling report. And it deserves to be played over and over and over again as a reminder of what can and has happened in this country. Not only was the Second Amendment completely thrown away in New Orleans during the hurricane, but so was, so was the third. Quartering soldiers at the church without permission. Wait, that's unconstitutional as well. How many... Yeah, he also broke the fourth and the fifth, so... That's four out of out of the ten amendments right there. Four out of the ten uh, Bill of Rights. That's just, that's just unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So it's definitely possible, and they do have an agenda, and they just keep trying to push it. Now, last week Twitter announced they were going to question host a question and answer panel with. A half dozen Parkland students. Oh, good, good, good. We're going to get like Today. a round table or something? Yes. We're going to get a round table Today. of like students. Uh-huh. Different views and stuff. Right? The only ones invited, though, were those who spoke out against guns. Oh, never. I'm sorry. Now, apparently, this kid, uh, Kyle, Kyle, what's his face, who uh, has been, he's been advocating for, um, you know, maybe following the U.S. Constitution, actually. Kyle Kashev. Yeah, he's like the only kid, one of very few. There's there's not very many, or at least they're not showing us very many. Mm-hmm. He's one of them who's trying to be heard. And they didn't invite him initially. They have since extended an invite to him. Mm. So uh, Kyle Kashev uh, tweeted out, because they were looking for survivors, he said, survivor? Check. Surviving students? Student? Check. They also wanted activists. Activist? Well, kind of, sort of. Check. Invite? Nope. (laughs) So Twitter uh, maybe realized how bad that looks for them. And uh, the activists that they initially invited were all the usual suspects that we see all the time. Emma Gonzalez, David Hogg, Cameron Kasky, uh, Alex Wynn, Jacqueline Corrin, and Ryan Deitch. Now, those are all gun control kids. So what kind of discussion are you going to have? Everybody wants gun control there. <laughs> That'd so, be a boring conversation. No kidding. <laughs> so they, I guess Twitter reached out to him after this because it looks really bad for them, and they invited him to a separate little discussion. So a sep- Wait, what? Yeah, They're not even separate- letting him be a part of this one? No. It's probably too late, Keith. You can't just do that on the spur of the moment on Twitter. 
I mean, technolo- technological advancements would not allow for that. No, they don't allow for that. So, okay. yeah, it's too difficult. Then we got this story uh, about the uh, sheriff's deputy who waited outside the school. Apparently, uh, they found documentation that this guy called for this murderer to be committed a long time ago, like a year before. He told um, he told one of the classmates of this guy, uh, the killer did, told one of the classmates he wanted to buy and use a gun. He wrote kill in a notebook, cut himself intentionally after a breakup, told someone he once drank gasoline and vomited it. Okay, so he's a little, little nutty. Uh, he's got some issues. So anyway, this sheriff's deputy apparently realized that the kid had issues. He became aware of it, and he said, this, this kid needs treatment. He needs to be put away. I mean, I don't know how many warnings there had to be. I, <laughs> obviously, like the 40 or 45 we got weren't enough. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. So, this, again, this deputy who uh, waited outside for the shooting to stop before, you know, entering the school. Uh, he was one, and, and apparently many knew that the mental stability of the murderer was such that they they wanted him to be forcibly committed. So that's what they recommended. They recommended that this murderer should be forcibly committed. It wasn't acted upon. Now, commitment under the law that already exists would have made it virtually impossible for the killer to obtain a gun legally. So he wouldn't have been able to, to buy that AR-15. As we said, if you just enforce the laws we already have, it wouldn't have happened already. More than a year earlier, documents in the criminal case against the killer obtained by the Associated Press press show uh, <clears throat> school officials and a sheriff's deputy recommended in September 2016 that he be involuntarily committed for a mental evaluation. They're part of the criminal case in this, and it shows uh, again that the killer had written kill in a notebook told a classmate he wanted to buy a gun and use it, uh, cut his arm, supposedly in anger because he'd broken up with a girlfriend. These are all signs. Told an, uh, another student he had drunk gasoline and was throwing up. Uh, calls have even been made to the FBI about the possibility of him using a gun in school. Documents were provided by a psychological assessment service initiated by his mother, the documents show a high school resource officer who was also the sheriff's deputy and two school counselors recommended in September of 2016 that the killer be committed for mental evaluation 
under Florida's Baker Act. Wait, so a law existed already? Hmm. Huh. Seems like if the law is going to do any good, (laughs) whether it's new or old, you kind of have to enforce it. Who knew? That, that law allows for involuntary commitment for mental health examination for at least three days. Then when you have that, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to be able to buy an AR-15. It would have precluded that. You don't need to ban the AR-15. You need to follow law. You need to ban that kid from being able to get his hands on it. Ugh. It's just, uh, it's, there were so many things screwed up here. So many. Uh, it, this is the worst example of trying to bring about gun control, and yet they're getting the farthest with it because they were ready this time. They had their agenda in place, and they knew they were going to use kids. They knew they were going to they were going to do this. Let's mobilize the kids. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So we've already had the walkout. And then comes, isn't there a rally sp- coming up to the... Yeah, March 24th. Right for Life or it's whatever? Saturday. So, is that Saturday? Yeah, I bet the kids Saturday. are bummed wow. they're not going to miss school for that. It's on a yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think they're expecting uh, one and a half million people, last I heard. So that'll be good, one right? One and a half million. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's the it's word. It's all grassroots, though. From you. you know, that's all grassroots. <laughs> uh-huh. That's these 15, 16, 17-year-olds. They are so good at organizing national rallies. Getting permits, figuring out logistics. They know exactly what to do. That's all taught in school. (laughs) I I guess, because, wow, you know they didn't have any help. You you know the Democrats didn't didn't mobilize them. That didn't happen. How dare you even suggest it that they don't know how to do all this stuff? How dare you? (laughs) Oh, man. Also, Code Pink has found the real culprit in the Parkland shooting. Code Pink says the actual problem here is the ROTC program at school. He was an, they claim he was an expert marksman because he was trained by the U.S. Army JROTC program. The school shooting in Florida has once again highlighted the role of the military in our lives and in our schools. It's time to stop the militarization of our children and end the JROTC program. The program, the Parkland High School JROTC program, taught the killer to shoot an AR-15 and was funded by the NRA. Our school should be filled with trained educators, not a proving ground for military-style assault rifles. <laughs> okay. Blame it on, now you're going to blame the military. You're going to blame the Reserve Officer Training Corps, which can provide kids with an incredible education, help them get through school. Also, you know, teach them some things that will become valuable in life. Give them discipline. Give them purpose. Give them a direction. I mean, look, the, the, the hysteria on the left, it's a, here's what you always hear from the left. Be an individual. Explore yourself. You know, be who you want to be. 
And then when an individual actually goes and does something bad or, or makes a life decision that's poor, that's the last person that gets the blame from them. It's mm-hmm. never the individual who's at fault. It's always some other larger entity, whether it's the gun or society or, or it's, in this case, the, the armed forces. Screw you. I mean, come on. You, you, the, the duplicity is just maddening. Um, the individual did this, and that's who should be held responsible. And no amount of laws to punish the rest of us are going to stop the next guy. Yeah, all the laws that they came up with beforehand did nothing to stop him. They had plenty of laws that would have prevented this tragedy. Plenty of laws. Not one of them were enforced the way it should have been. None of them. FBI doesn't follow up. Sheriff's deputies don't follow up. Parents don't follow up. Nobody takes care of this situation. But it's the gun's fault. Let's ban guns. Uh, Neil in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Howdy. New Orleans, one drop of water wasn't even blown in, and that one person was flooded out before the uh, government, the bureaucracy failed because the gangs were so powerful and so well-armed with illegal weapons that they were afraid of those people. And they did attack people. They did... uh, Rob people, they took anything they wanted because a 13-year-old had an illegal weapon. Uh, the firearms were not uh, confiscated because they were afraid of the good guys. They were trying to uh, stop the bad guys, but they went after the good guys. Right. There's a video of a lady that's in her 70s, an uh, African-American lady that was basically beat up by the cops, taking a handgun away from her. Mm-hmm. She did not want to leave her home. They injured her. They took all these farms from people. They had Blackwater show up with private security, and they chased those guys off because they were protecting everybody. But, the, of course, uh, people that were uh, in the bureaucracy were hiding in hotels high up above the water. Then, of course, uh, they had gang shootings. Remember, there was a bridge shooting where a whole bunch of cops got in trouble. The whole idea is that bureaucracy and political powers failed again the community, they had no way to protect themselves. There was not enough police officers that were doing a good job. Some police officers actually split. The whole idea that they're uh, telling us that we shouldn't protect ourselves, being a first responder, is, of course, the problem. Uh, remember, we, we don't knock on somebody's door and say, take, we're going to take your rights away. We're going to help you. Even if we don't like you as a neighbor, we help you. The idea now is that we have all these kids running around the street. I'm thanking God nobody has taken a vehicle and ran down a whole bunch of them. We're looking at more problems in the future from bad guys. We've had problems before from the communists that have, of course, helped Obama get into power that detonated bombs. Who trained them how to shoot, too? Those people are bad guys with illegal weapons. We're the good guys. Uh, We have to keep stressing that. The bad guys use anything and everything in their powers to abuse us. We have to stop the abuse from the bad guys. Yeah. Thanks, Neil. Uh, And they continue to use these kids as a battering ram to get their agenda finally rammed through. David Hogg was out talking again on CBS News over the weekend, uh, babbling about the NRA members. Uh, Listen to this. 
I don't think NRA members are bad people at all. Yeah. I think they're responsible gun owners that want to become politically active and make their voices heard in this democracy, and I think that's an excellent thing. I think the problem oh, comes in when it's people at the mm-hmm. top of this organization that don't listen to their constituents and continue to scare people into buying more guns, creating more violence, so they can scare more people and sell more guns. The people at the top of the NRA are no longer working for the people that are in the organization. <laughs> they're working on behalf of the gun lobby. Can I, can I just educate David Hogg a little bit? The NRA doesn't sell guns. They're, they're not gun salesmen. <laughs> I mean, just, do they have like a gun shop at the NRA that I'm not aware of? <laughs> they're, they're scaring people into buying more guns, creating more violence. First of all, it's the exact opposite that is an actual fact. We have more guns today than we've ever had in our history, in the history of the world. Yet, violent crime with guns has dropped precipitously. Like 50%. We have less crime with more guns. That's the actual fact. It's just too bad that these... That these little geniuses, these little brilliant kids that are going to be the leaders of the future are never challenged. Their information is almost always false. Their opinions are immature. They don't know what they're talking about. And they're leading the country around by the nose right now. It's another Parkland student. Oh, this one is, uh, they actually had Kyle Kashov on Piers Morgan. Now that had to be interesting. Piers Morgan actually talked to somebody with a different point of view. How about that? On Good Morning Britain, uh, here's what happened. America has more gun deaths than the next 22 richest countries in the world combined. And at some point, Mm -hmm. surely there has to be some form of tighter regulation to just try and stop these incessant shootings. Good gosh. Oh, let me tell you something. Most of, fifth, most of the deaths that you see are from suicides. The next majority, all right, is gang-related violence. And stripping away the rights of individuals who are law-abiding citizens won't mm. solve the problem. And let's say we look at assault rifles. 3% of all gun deaths are with assault rifles. 68% of those are suicides. So saying that we're going to ban all semiotic rifles will not solve the problem. We have to look at gang-related violence because that's where most of the numbers come from. Way to go, Kyle. How about that? Kyle had some facts. Mm-hmm. Kyle had uh, a little zip to him and yeah. came right back at Piers Morgan. And there was that word individuals again. Huh. You know, the people who make these decisions. Ugh. It's amazing. Guns don't make decisions. Jeez, that's amazing. <sighs> I like this kid. This kid can can come on the show. By the way, have we heard from David Hogg or... Let uh, me just... Hang on. Just scroll. Cameron Caskey or... Scrolling... Rolling. Emily, whatever, Hernate, Gonzalez. Rolling. Um, I'm just not seeing anything in the old hmm. inbox. That's really weird. Hmm. Really weird, because we've invited them. Yeah. And you would think, as as eager as they are to get airtime and, and to fix this problem, they won't come on this show. It's interesting. Hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, uh, apparently, some anti-gun activists tore through a Walmart in Chicago. Here's uh, a look at that little, that pleasant little experience. 
They just want peace. Oh my God! Look how they tore up our store. Vigilantes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. She ran to the back and said, Oh my god. Look at this. Mm. Oh my god. They got the noodle palette. They didn't get, they will make those work today. Wow. That's, that's sad. Oh my god. <laughs> Jerks. Oh, that yes. helps. That, that helps. That's taking lots of guns off the street out of the hands of bad people. That's good. That's going to fix things right there. Just tear up a Walmart and then problem solved. Problem solved. Pathetic. See, punks, you're the reason that we have to protect ourselves. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 888 uh, More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Let me tell you about Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign. As you know, it's it was funded by uh, and started by Victoria Hurst. Her family's company is the Hurst Corporation, which publishes Cosmo. And so they're not trying. She's not trying to drive them out of business. She doesn't want to take away their First Amendment rights. They can do whatever they want in their magazine. It's just that she would like to see material harmful to minor laws applied to this pornography as it does other forms. So kids under 14 or under 18, rather. Kids 18 and under could not buy it. Uh, And then they wouldn't be able to read up on heating up their sex with sizzling foreplay techniques or warming, uh, having warm toys for their hot spots. If you want, you know, your 12, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds to have access to this, then don't just don't worry about it. Otherwise, if you find that is kind of despicable and they shouldn't be able to access this magazine, just be, you know, kids under 18. If you're an adult, go ahead, knock yourself out. But under 18, we're going to protect you from this kind of porn. If you, if you agree with that, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. In uh, Syracuse, some some kids did a pretty cool thing on the walkout day. Um, they three students there: Hunter Starks, Anthony Reed, and Sydney DeJong, uh had an idea. They created seventeen acts of kindness their peers could part- participate in to honor the seventeen victims of the murder in uh, Parkland. Now, that is great. Mm-hmm. That's great. They didn't just leave school and go start screaming about things they knew nothing about. They actually pitched in and did acts of kindness, focusing on small actions that can make a larger impact. Things like helping someone in need or sitting next to someone new in, at lunch. And they're promoting kindness in an aim to be pro, proactive. Walking out, what's that going to do? Who's it going to help? Reed said. If you walk out there and stand there in silence for 17 minutes, that may help honor the victims, but what's that going to do to prevent it in the future? Really good question. I mean, this is really, that, that's great stuff. Here's some, here's some kids that could actually have an impact. The students' efforts didn't end when the bell rang last Wednesday either. Uh, the principal said, 
Their 17 acts of kindness is not just something they're not just wanting to do today, but because today is the day of the walkout. It's something they want to include every day in the culture for the rest of the school year. That's not great. I mean, you talk about. I love that. That is so good. I'm so glad. Sitting next to a kid at lunch that's always sitting there alone. How great is that? I mean, just that one little act of kindness could really help. So my hat's off to those kids in Syracuse. Uh, Sue in New York, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hello? Sue? Yep, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. It's hard to do. They say that breaking up is... Didn't seem that difficult. To do. There, so. um, I know that mm-hmm. it's true. Thank you, Keith. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Yes, um, also... We've got the uh, situation with Donald Trump perhaps firing uh, Robert Mueller. A lot of speculation going on there. Actually, Sean Hannity says it's not going to happen. Hmm. He might know. <laughs> he might know. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. That was my initial thought, too. <laughs> I'll bet you if anybody knows, uh-huh. Sean Hannity knows uh, if <laughs> he's going to do that or not. Okay. Yep. So... I, I think you'd almost take that to the bank. Now, mm-hmm. if he does fire Mueller, it would be interesting to see what Sean would have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, there's some Republican senators already. Uh, I think we have a clip of uh, Lindsey Graham talking about it this weekend. Yeah, we do, actually. Here's uh, Lindsey speaking about, uh, about Mueller and, and protecting him. Are you worried that the president is preparing to order the firing of Mueller? It sure looks that way from his tweets. Well, as I said before, if he tried to do that, that would be the beginning and the end of his presidency because we're a rule of law nation. Uh, What I saw at the Mm -hmm. FBI and the Department of Justice regarding the dossier really bothered me. Mm -hmm. It was a paid political document, unverified, used inappropriately by the court. The two FBI agents investigating Clinton had a bias against Trump in favor of Clinton. All that needs to be looked at. That's why I want a separate second special counsel. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Mr. Mueller, he is following the evidence where it takes him. And I think it's very important he be allowed to do his job without interference. And there are many Republicans who share my view. I tell you this, though. The president has been tweeting a lot about him and a lot of disparaging stuff. And that usually means he's going to take some action. <laughs> usually, that usually leads to him firing somebody. But I, I don't know. Maybe not this time. Maybe not. Mueller, by the way, is a registered Republican. So I, it's now apparently he's hired all Democrats. On the team, according to Trump anyway, I don't even know if that's accurate. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, anything happens this week. If, we, if, if Mueller makes it through the week, I would say he's probably safe. We'll see if he can ride this storm out. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, over the weekend at the box office, Black Panther, still number one. Five straight weeks now. I don't think this has happened since... Uh, Avatar, maybe? Five weeks at number one is a long time. Uh, Black Panther brought in $27 million again over the weekend, uh, beating Tomb Raider in its first weekend at $23 million. And I can only imagine the... Uh, it's a Christian story about the lead singer of the band uh, Mercy Me. And he was in on Friday. Was it Friday that he was in here? Uh, and... Yeah. Spoke with Glenn, 
Uh, re- it sounds like a really cool story. It brought in $17 million. Projections were it might bring in $2 million in its opening weekend. Wow. <laughs> so that really out outperformed uh, all expectations. It only cost $7 million to make. It's already made seventeen in its first weekend. That's followed by Oprah Winfrey's uh, Wrinkle in Time. That's up to $61 million. That cost a fortune to make, though. I don't think that's going to make its money back. Love, Simon, which features... Is that the first gay character in a major motion picture or something? Hmm. Gay lead young kid, I guess. Hmm. That brought in $11.5 million. Okay. Uh, Game Night, Peter Rabbit, Strangers, Pray at Night, Red Sparrow with uh, Jennifer Lawrence is up to $39.5 million in three weeks. It's It cost almost $70 million to make. Oh. I don't think that's going to be a hit for Jennifer. <laughs> oh. That's like a that's gonna be what four in a row? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bye bye. Sorry. She might be hurting herself with all the babbling she's doing about politics. Yep. Stop it. Too much with the blah blah blah. Yeah, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> but bless your heart. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grand Leash coming up. Ray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A lot of Democrats, I think, just like Republicans, would really like to see Hillary Clinton kind of go away now. It's time. It's time. Time to kind of just go away now. Stop talking. At least stop talking about the election that you lost. Stop trying to blame things for your loss. I mean, even Dick Durbin said, "Yeah, you know what? This is not." helpful what her saying things like this isn't helping i should start by explaining that um mm-hmm. that uh, democrats yeah uh, going back to my husband and even before but just yeah. in recent times going back to bill and mm-hmm. and and uh and uh, our candidates and then yeah. president obama have been losing the white vote including white women mm-hmm. uh, we do not do well with white men right. and we don't do well with married white women Oh, boy. Um, and part of that is a, an identification with the Republican Party mm-hmm. uh, and a, uh, a, a sort of ongoing pressure uh, to, uh, to vote, vote the way that your husband, your <laughs> boss, uh, your son, whoever. Starting to go horribly south on her right now. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I, I don't even know if she senses it. She's a married white woman. So right. she, this should be a cakewalk vote for her. Yeah. She's also supposedly been helping women her entire career. Mm-hmm. Her whole life has been about helping mm-hmm. women, girls and women. And uh, just she's, mm-hmm. she's just the mm-hmm. biggest feminist on the planet who is now claiming that women are subservient to their man. And they vote the way they're told by their man. Wh- whoever that man in their life is could be their husband, son, <laughs> could be 
uh, their nephew. <laughs> it could be their boss. It just has to be a male person. Doesn't matter. Uh, believes you should. And mm-hmm. what happened in my election is I was on the way to winning Were you? Um, Were you? white women. Yeah. Until, until former director of the FBI, Jim Comey, dropped that uh, mm-hmm. very ill-advised letter on October the 28th, and my numbers just went down because all... And I heard a lot of anecdotal like evidence hot. about this. People have written about it. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, People have you know, white it. women who were going to vote for me and, frankly, standing up to the men in their lives and the men in their workplaces... Right. Uh, ...were being so, told, she's going to jail. Uh-huh. And they couldn't stand up to him now? They could only stand up to him once. If they stood up to him twice, they might explode. They crumble. They're not capable of standing up to a man twice. No. no. I mean, That's they were like going to a- vote for her despite what their men were saying, mm-hmm. which is incredible. But then the Comey thing, nope, now I can't. No, you don't want to vote for her. You know, it's going to be terrible. You, know? you can't vote for that. So it just. So they're so weak that they caved. Stopped my right? momentum and uh-huh. it decreased my vote. Uh, <sighs> Damn white women. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gotta hate them. You gotta hate white people in general, but Damn especially the weak-minded mm-hmm. white women. Little flowers, you know? Oh, God. They can't handle that stuff. I, I Thinking mean... for themselves and all. And you, you... I mean, it's just... It's incredible how white women, uh, the, the weaklings that they are, mm-hmm. just listen to the sons in their yeah, life. As a rule. Mm-hmm. Their son could be four years old. True. Doesn't matter. You're right. It's a male. It's yeah. a male influence. A little, little, little dude there. Yeah. Telling, calling the shots. Doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's just how white folks will do you. That's just how white folks will do you. Yeah. I mean, Barack said it, and he, it's true. That's just how white folks will do you. Right? That's mm. just how white folks will do you. Then there was uh, uh, this brilliance coming out of her mouth if you look at the map of the united states there's all mm-hmm. that red in the middle where yeah. trump won i win the coast i win you know illinois minnesota places yeah. like that but what yeah. the map doesn't show you mm-hmm. is that i won the places that, that represent two-thirds of america's gross domestic product is that right so i won the places <sighs> that uh-huh. are optimistic diverse <laughs> dynamic Optimistic, forward, diverse, dynamic. And his whole campaign, mm-hmm. Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. <clears throat> looking back. You I know, see. you didn't mm-hmm. like black people getting rights. You don't oh, like women, gosh. you know, getting jobs. You don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more <laughs> than you are. Whatever your problem is. Yeah, yeah. He was going to fix I'm gonna it. I'm going to solve it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we wanted Trump to do. He, we wanted him to stop black people from having rights. Please yeah. stop that. Ugh. Some of them are actually working. Yeah, and we can't depend on James Comey every four years during the election cycle uh, to to kind of change the female vote. Can we just, you think it's, is it too late by 2020? Could we get President Trump to also outlaw women's right to vote? Their their vote and they shouldn't be working. Or talking. We all know that. Or talking. Right. But make sure they don't have jobs. Mm -hmm. They they need to be home without their shoes on Mm -hmm. in the kitchen Mm -hmm. making something delicious for dinner. Yeah. Pregnant. That's what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what that's no. what they do. No more kids. And as far as Indian Americans, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> I think Joe Biden said it best. You, you can't go to a 7-Eleven in Delaware yeah. without having an Indian accent. He's serious about that. So, <laughs> so she is speaking out now because she's getting flack even from her 
uh, people from the left, from her advisors, from the people on her campaign. That's amazing. It is amazing. That means that they know she's never running again. They want her just to go away. It also means that what she said was so egregious and so asinine mm-hmm. and so insulting to so many Americans that they may not recover from that. She said, I understand how some of what I said upset people and can be misinterpreted. No, no, no. And she also said, I meant no disrespect to any individual group. Now, I mean, surely you said that white people in middle America don't want blacks to have rights. And you meant that respectfully, right? You meant that with love for all racist white people. Of course, you you meant that... White people in the middle of the country don't want women to have jobs. Of course you meant that we're sexist with love. You meant that with love. I know. And of course, you know, the Indian American thing, that just, that was something that you threw in to be especially uh, sweet and pleasant to white people in the middle of the country. She was heavily criticized for the comments in which, not, not heavily enough, I mean, she didn't get as much flack as she should have, as she deserved. She also implied, um, of course, she said, as much as I hate the possibility and hate saying it, it's not that crazy when you think about our ongoing struggle to reach gender balance, even within the same household. I did not realize how hard it would hit many who heard it. And... She hopes the clarification now helps to explain the point she was trying to make. Now, we already get the point you were trying to make. You hate Americans. You hate all Americans who disagree with you. It's just that simple. You think they're deplorable? You've already called them that? Uh, You think they're racist? You think they're sexist? You think they're homophobic? Uh, It's despicable. That's a good way to uh, win friends and influence people. Just mock everyone that doesn't agree with you or choose you as their best friend. She's trying so hard to find some excuse because apparently, you know, her feelings are hurt here. Uh, She's (laughs) lost a couple of elections now. Uh, She won that first Senate seat in New York, of course. I mean, obviously, you're going to win that seat. But now it's a national election. So she lost to Obama. In 08, didn't even get the nomination, and she lost to Trump. And these are setbacks that she just didn't believe could happen. No. The Clinton machine is too big and too powerful, and she believed, she believed she was the heir apparent to the job. Well, she's a Clinton. She thinks it's her birthright. She does. Mm. And it's just not. And she's been shown that she's not liked. Even in the Democrat Party, they don't much like her. And she's trying... Everything she possibly can to make excuses and anything and everything but she herself, the unlikable Hillary Clinton, are to blame. 888 Tempe police are investigating a deadly crash which involved a self-driving Uber vehicle overnight. Crash occurred um, when the vehicle ran into a woman outside of the crosswalk on a bike mm. and she was taken to the hospital where she later died from her injuries tempe police say the vehicle was in autonomous mode at the time and a vehicle operator so somebody was behind the wheel 
but I don't know if they weren't paying attention or or what. Uh, and it ran. Now I thought they were supposed to slow down because they got the radar, they've got all the sensors, and they're not <laughs> supposed to run into things. The pro- it's we're just not there yet, technologically speaking. This is why I think it's going to take a lot longer than they would like to believe. Yeah, couple, to make the self-driving car thing happen. Couple more more stories like that about self-driving oh, cars being. Uh, you'll stop it dead in its tracks. Yeah, this technology could uh, be backed up away. Hmm. Mm. I saw I saw a uh, model for let's see who was it? Aston Martin, I think, is developing a car that's self-driving by 2023, and they expect to have it. Fully operational, fully functional. It it can drive itself completely. And they showed the inside of the car and the pass the seats in the front seat turn around and face the back. Oh wow. Still has the steering wheel. The steering wheel can go, it slides across the dashboard, so you can either drive from the left or the right. <laughs> oh, so nice. like, if you're in England and you move to the United States, you just shift your wheel over to the other side of the car and you can drive uh American style. Oh, that's cool. Really cool. Yeah. And if you put it in full-on uh, autonomous mode, you can turn your chairs around, your seats around, and face the back, the people in the back seat, and just have a conversation or watch a movie or whatever. Pretty amazing. That's really cool. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But by 2023, I don't know. That's. I mean, they fully believe it's going to be out on the market and it's going to be ready to go by then. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think it's got a ways to go, frankly. Especially after a story like that. 888-933-93. There's a new product that allows you to safely practice shooting your gun at home without, you know, shooting the neighbors. Without bullets going through walls. The thing is, ammo could be really expensive. And range fees, then you got the time it takes to drive to and from. Well, now, iTarget Pro allows you to use your cell phone and their proprietary app, which uses a laser in place of the bullet. So it detects exactly where your shots are landing. So you see it, you hear it, it's really cool. You don't have to go to to your neighbor's house to retrieve your bullet afterward, too. because No bullet to retrieve. Mm -hmm. Go to the letter I, then TargetPro.com. Watch the video. I think you're going to fall in love with this product. It's it's amazing. And right now you can save 10% when you use the offer code hat when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Uh, competitive shooters do this all the time. They dry fire 10 times more than they live fire because, it, first of all, it's cheaper and it can take your skills to a whole new level. So save money, save time, and uh, have it be really convenient while you take your skill to the next level. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. Offer code PAT to save 10%. iTargetPro.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Rocky with an I says, so what you're saying is that Jaws 54 jumped the shark. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, that's good. good. 
Uh, Jaded Empress says on why Pat doesn't worry about silencing his phone. Once you've had someone pee on the air, you don't worry about much else going wrong. <laughs> Hashtag put that in your pipe. Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Hey, he'll be up here in 10 minutes. Marianne Reedy. Uh, when did the NRA get constituents? <laughs> There's so much wrong with what David Hogg says about the NRA. Uh, that's what Hogg said. I'm a member, not a constituent. He's just regurgitating okay. phrases he that he's heard from these leftists behind the scene that are pulling his strings. The other thing was, uh, we should play that again, if we could get that ready, uh, because his tone is... Ch- somebody talked to him, and they said, look, dude, you, you can't sound angry and out of control in these interviews, okay? You're going to really turn people off. Now, you're going to be super sympathetic if you just speak in a, in a reasonable tone, and don't get all upset and don't be hateful because listen to us at the very beginning here. I don't think NRA members are bad people at all. Yeah. I think oh. they're responsible gun owners that want to become politically active and make their voices heard in this democracy. And I think that's How an excellent that? thing. I think Uh-oh, the problem comes you. in when it's people at the yeah. top of this organization that don't listen to their constituents okay. and continue to scare people into buying more guns, creating more violence so they can scare more people and sell more guns. The people at the top of the NRA are no longer working for the people that are in their organization. They're working on behalf of the gun lobby. Uh, like he knows. Uh, he knows. But see, somebody took him aside, for sure. Because he doesn't hate the people in the NRA. They're good people. They're good people. And he did, he did call them constituents. They're constituents. Yeah. Okay. Because they vote. Uh, brother. Uh, girl Rural says the shooter was actually banned from the JROTC program and couldn't even bring a backpack to school. Brilliant at Code Pink. Yes. Yep. Very true. Mm -hmm. I mean, none of these leftists, these extremist idiots, have any facts. They just don't understand what's going on here. They don't want to. Uh, Yeah, they don't. 888-900-3393. Let's... Let's go to Anthony in Utah. Anthony, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Um, you were telling me about, or telling everybody about a story of the uh, NRA, or not the NRA, the ROTC programs, teaching gu- kids how to shoot guns and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. That ain't the case. My son, two years ago, had blue hair, couldn't get his grades up, nothing. We Everything we tried was just awful. He found out about an ROTC program. He wanted to try it out since... He would, he's now, well, I'm a third generation Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wanted to try it out. And after two years, he's almost straight A's doing great. He loves it. He's community service. Oh, it, it, he's looking forward to college. That's it great. straightened his life out a hundred percent. It's amazing what it did for him. And it hasn't taught him to shoot a gun. I did that. Right. I mean, do they, do they shoot guns at all? Do they? No, target no, practice not at all? yet. No, he's only been in there for two years. Well, a year and a half, and uh, it's it's phenomenal. The, the change in him is is phenomenal. That's great. Uh, That's great. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Anthony. Yeah, you can learn a lot of values. You can learn principles. You can learn discipline. Uh, the military has a way of breaking you down and then building you back up. That's kind of their deal, and. Usually, very, very often, it, it makes for a better man or a woman. Certainly don't want to be sexist. Certainly don't want to apply anything. I mean, it doesn't, a man or a woman or a G or oh. a Jew or a... forgot about the Gs. Yeah. Don't forget about the Gs. Or That's, the Jews. Or the Jews or the 
the Zyze. Uh, I you know there's a whole there's 96 variations. 132. 132 variations. Mm-hmm. So okay. you, you don't want to leave anybody out. We want to be completely inclusive okay. here. We really do. Noted. Um, some people were culturally appropriating oh. over the weekend. No, what happened? My culture okay. was being appropriated. <gasps> I think I know what happened. March 17th every year. Yeah. Every year the same thing happens. Yeah. Every single year. People dress in green. They think it's okay. They think it's okay to wear those uh, leprechaun type hats and <laughs> shoes. Yeah. They and think it's okay to drink beer all day. Then if you don't, well, there's, that's any day. And then, but, but if you if you don't mm-hmm. wear the green, then you're allowed to physically assault someone. Right. You know, whatever. You're right. How dare you mm-hmm. appropriate my culture like that? Yeah. How dare you? Sorry, dude. Campus Reform uh, went out and uh, talked to people about this heinous cultural appropriation that took place Well said. Uh, over the weekend. I'm Kyla Phillips with Campus Reform. With St. Patrick's Day right around the corner, we're here in New York City talking to college students about how they're celebrating and if them celebrating is actually cultural appropriation. <laughs> Thank you. What will they have to say? Let's find out. What, what do you think of when you think of uh, what St. Patrick's Day celebrations look like? I have a lot of alcohol and like partying and stuff like that of that nature. <laughs> so do you think that is committing cultural appropriation? Uh... Uh, what? What? <laughs> if you're just using it as an excuse to drink, then what? I definitely see that as cultural appropriation. I guess it could be perceived as that. I don't like when people do it to my culture, so it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. how can I mm-hmm. say I don't like people to do it to my culture and then do it to someone else's? Do you think Thank when you. people celebrate that way that it's cultural appropriation? Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. I honestly don't know. Why aren't we talking about cultural appropriation for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. What's your thought on that? I I honestly have never really even like thought about it, but like I can definitely see like where they're coming from. It's like everyone just like makes a big deal out of it and like makes it like a day to get drunk when it's like a big deal to them, like right. a different way. Like that's always really tough. I feel like that's like a really touchy subject. And I don't like to like make an assumption about that when I'm not Irish. Honestly, <laughs> it might be. What would be your message to an Irish American student on campus that felt offended when they saw people celebrating the holiday and getting drunk and not actually being Irish? Um, we're not bad people. I mean, <laughs> we don't know a lot about your culture and we're sorry, but you know. Well, you're going to keep doing I, it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, we don't really care because you're white people and it doesn't really matter if we appropriate your culture. No, I'm sorry. That apology came too late. Too, too, too little, late. Too little, too late. Get out. Uh, the damage has already been, yeah. been done. Uh, you've been appropriating my culture for mm. years. Years. Without any thought. Yep. Without any thought to the harm you're doing. Get out of my face. The insult. Now I'm pissed. The, sl- the cold slap in the face yeah. that you're giving to me yeah. every March 17th. I mean, seriously. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not okay. <laughs> it is not okay. It's not. I'll thank you not to eat potatoes on that day. Thank you. I'll thank you not to drink green beer on that day. Mm-hmm. I'll thank you not to put on those dorky hats. What about the glasses? Can you do like the, the glass? Little... No. no the, None like, of it. No. Like the shamrock shake? I don't want to I don't want to know about shamrock shakes at no, McDonald's. The, the glasses. No. Stop it. Okay. Whole thing is wrong and hurtful, about, frankly. About... See, that's why they don't they don't know cuz nobody's ever said, "Hey, that's cultural mm-hmm. appropriation of the Irish." Cuz 
it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a thing. Cultural appropriation, you're just celebrating a day with, with people who are different than you. You're celebrating a day uh, with people who a lot of them have moved to this country and we're just joining them in the celebration, right? Well, yeah, but what if you talk... Same with uh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, but I want to go back to the Irish thing. What if you talk in like an Irish accent like our former president who nailed it when he did that? Remember when <laughs> Obama was doing yeah. his... Uh, I do remember, uh, that. and that was that was something else. I mean, that was uh, that was epic, an uh, epic effort by uh, the former president Barack Obama, speaking in Ireland. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> See, the sun's coming out. <laughs> I can feel it. Believe <laughs> it. Uh, that's his effort right there. People are wondering, waiting for it to to happen. <laughs> it, it already did. See, the sun's coming out. <laughs> I can feel it. Believe <laughs> it. <laughs> Ever. The sun's coming out. I can feel it. <laughs> They're magically <laughs> delicious. That's not Irish. No. Uh, that's not a brogue. That's not an accent. That's just talking loud at the end of the sentence. See, the sun coming out. Uh, I can feel it. <laughs> Did they say something like, you know, what was the so setup? Bad. Were they like, hey, you're in Ireland today, waking up in Emerald Isle? Yeah, he was, yeah. And then uh, something like that. And so he thought he'd break out his really good Irish accent. Man, he sucked. Oh, my gosh. All of it. So Ugh. nice not to see his nonsense every day, isn't yep. it? Yeah. I, I love it. Feels good. I, I stink and love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we've got some other nonsense to have to deal with now, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So, yeah, cultural appropriation, not a thing. Can we just all relax on that? Whether it's black culture appropriation or white culture appropriation or... Hispanic. It's just, it's not appropriating a culture. Can we lighten up here and not take offense at everything? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, But we'll talk to Jeffy next as we chew the fat. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Time to chew the fat with Jeffy. Happy Monday. It's good to see you, Pat. Do you have a good weekend? A little March Madness for you all weekend mm. long? Mm. 16 uh, seed one, yeah. Come on. That's pretty incredible that, that uh, 
University of Maryland, Baltimore County. I, I love it. I love UMBC. it. The, the, the more ridiculous the name, the better on stuff like that. <laughs> Just a, a little school uh, out in the suburbs of Baltimore. Their social media guy had a great weekend, too. He, they were all about him with all his tweets for the game and everything. It was great. He was talking about, yeah, we had uh, that's the longest uh, uh, point spread we've had forever, but uh, the media room's out of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did they win the game, they crushed twenty. Yes. They crushed Virginia twenty points. But they lost last night, by the way. Oh, they did. Yeah, they're done. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I but hate hey, when that happens. But we still have Loyola Chicago, eleven seed. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But it's not as great as the no. University of Maryland no, Baltimore County Retrievers. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a shame because I didn't really watch any of it. So. No, I didn't either. Was, I don't really care. I don't either. It's very disappointing. I mean, what I do care about, you know. BYU lost uh, in the championship game of their conference tournament. And so they were relegated to the uh, NIT. The conference tournament? Yeah, they lost in the championship game of their conference tournament. If they'd won the conference tournament, they would have gotten an automatic bid, which was the only way they were getting into the NCAA uh, tourney. Even at 24 and 9, which they were at 24 and 10, I guess. Uh, But they got a six seed in the NIT, went to Stanford, and promptly lost 86-83. So, so it's kind of good that they didn't make it to the Well, you think, wow, I the mean, dance. they really got screwed here. They were 24-10, and 10, then they lose in the first round of the NIT, and you think, eh, all right. Well, then, maybe. I guess they got what they deserved. Although, you know, when Sucks. you look, right, and you look at maybe they were, you know, had they gone uh-huh. uh, uh, farther, they would have been more excited <laughs> and played better. It's very possible. Maybe, being yeah. disappointed going to the NIT. Yes, that's we don't want to be here. Yeah, that's or what happened with Nebraska go as well. You know, I mean, it, it happens. Yeah, uh, they it got screwed as well, and then yeah. they lost in the first round. Yeah. Sucks. Did uh, Missouri play in the NCAAs? Weren't they pretty good? Or were Yeah, they? they've, they've been really good. I don't know. You don't know? Oh, I, you didn't I, follow I, in basketball. I, you know what? I, <laughs> I, I like them. If they win, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> they lose... So care. you're a Sunshine fan. He is a fan. Okay. Yeah, I am. Right. Uh, college basketball, me and college basketball. Yeah. Oh, man. They yeah. lost in the first round of Florida State, by the way. Oh, man. Yeah, boy, was I pissed, too. Florida, you know? Florida State cheated. <laughs> you didn't Did even they? know they were in the tournament. Florida State yeah. cheated in that game. What was game. the score? Uh, well, let's have Jeffy tell us the score. What was the score? I don't recall. I just know the last <laughs> the last 10 points that Florida State scored okay. was, the, sure. was the ones that they cheated They cheated, on. so they still would have won. <laughs> okay, I got you. 67-54 is your final score. I took a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's worth a try. What it was, it was. I took a shot. I figured they lost by five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Talking Walking Dead is up for you. Season eight last night was tremendous. Oh, Walk, was it? Walking Dead episode. Oh, good. I mean, if you have your doubts about Walking Dead, mm-hmm. watch last night's episode and then listen to Talking Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, you know, you can subscribe to the Jeff Fisher Show. All the usuals. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, it's all there for you. Mm-hmm. to the Jeff and Fisher channel. It'll be up there for you soon. Um, last night's episode was tremendous. Uh, we met new, we reached out to new groups. We're fighting inside the old groups. Uh, great fight scenes. We're fighting walkers. We're fighting humans. Tremendous. Mm, That's good. my quick recap. Yeah, it was really good. Cool. It was really good. Um, is it as gory as it was when I stopped watching it? Is it is it that gory still, or have they lightened up a little bit? 
By gory, you mean like... Um, I mean like, like beating a person's head into a pulp. By gory, do you mean like, and showing like thinking that you're going to use, that you're gonna use I mean. walker goo to uh, put on your <laughs> knives and, right. and so bullets? Gross. So is that what they did? So you're pulling walker goo out and dipping your weapons into yeah, walker okay. goo? All right, I get it. But is that it's what you're still, talking about? Still nasty. Yeah. But I mean, that's what you do in that mm-hmm. situation. Sure. I don't know that it'd be... I don't know that you I would... You know what? There can't be that situation because... <laughs> It's not a thing. <laughs> Zombies aren't yet. actually a thing. So, yeah? Yeah. But it's possible that it could happen. No, it's and really it's not. It's good that we be prepared mm-hmm. on all levels. All right. Mentally, physically, and... Mm-hmm. Spiritually. That's the, that's not the word I was looking for, but that's... <laughs> all right. It's, you're absolutely correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you think you have it bad, this story, I keep, I keep looking at this story thinking, you know, on the days I wake up and I think... Yeah, it's a tough day. Not a good day. And I think of my man, Constantine Rilu. Uh, After more than 20 years of working as a cook in Turkey, the 63-year-old returned home to Romania to discover that his wife had him officially registered as dead. (laughs) He faced a major setback last week because a court refused to overturn his death certificate uh, because it was filed too late. Uh, So now he's officially dead. Uh, no income. I'm listed as dead. I can't do anything. Maybe you can make a cameo on Walking Dead. I'm not sure if. Well, you can't. We're not filming in Romania. I'm not sure whether I'm divorced or not. I'm not sure whether she's married to someone else or not. No one will tell me. I would take a guess that she is. Well, that she, she, had a, she finally. Gone. Yeah, okay. he he left in 1992. Came back in '95. Six years. He came ago. back in '95. Oh, he did. Uh, for for to catch his wife cheating. All right, oh, then wow. he left in 90. Then he went back in 99 again to Turkey for good. Okay. Okay. So it, there were, there was a three or four year period in there when he came back home and then mm-hmm. she was cheating on him and he was like, I'm out of here. I'm going back to Turkey. Mm. And then now, uh, the Turkey papers, the Turkish papers were outdated. He never did anything with the Turkish papers. So Turkey is like, get out. Yeah. They, they finally found him and he was illegal by now because right. yeah, his, uh, and unlike unlike the hateful United States, mm-hmm. Turkey's embraced him and said, "Stay." Except for no, they deported him. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. And and they, but unlike the hateful United States, they would say, "You can come back though." When you no, get your they said no, he can't. Done. He can't come back. No. What? So he can't go back to Turkey, and he's dead in. Is it Romania? In Romania. Yeah. yeah, he's dead in Romania. Yeah, it's a weird situation. It is. I feel bad. And for the I guy. do too. He's broke. He's got no money. He's got diabetes. You know, who knows what the guy's going to do? Yeah. You know, so I mean, he can cook. So get a job. Yeah. Except he can't because he's registered as dead. So, <laughs> I mean, you want a dead man cooking your food? <laughs> no. You know, there's a restaurant that's going to hire him. Come on, I hope so. Come on now. I hope. Come on, you know he should be able to make a living since right. he's not dead. Right. And even if they say he's dead, I mean, you know the guy's living and breathing in front of you right now. Yes. Pay the man some cash. Which was stupid of the judge to say, I it's know. too late. Stop We're it. not going to recognize you Stop as alive. It. Come on. Are you kidding me? On a technicality, you're not going to recognize the guy. Kidding me? Right Cause in front he's of too you. late. He's right there. So stupid. I know. It was amazing. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Toys R Us uh, shutting down. We've got news uh, of uh, Win Dixie. A grocery store closing 94 stores in the South. Why? Uh, look out. The company said uh, they're restructuring to reduce its debt. Wow. They've all got massive debt. Uh, look, they're going to reduce it, restructure and reduce by more than $500 million. Wow. Okay, so that still doesn't mean that they're out of debt, but they're closing 94 stores, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Mm. So uh, 
those all those companies, man, went big. Like Win Dixie was owned by a family, uh, the Davis family, for years, and they kept it in house. And then they decided, you know, we times are good, and we could we could go public, and we could sell to bigger chains. We can grow and get bigger and bigger. It costs a lot of money mm-hmm. to do that, mm-hmm. and then you lose that whole ground of uh, you know there that was a big deal of theirs for years uh, that you everybody in the company started stocking shelves and worked their way up. Obviously, the family you know would work for a week or two at the job and move on, but everybody worked every every job that stopped as soon as it went public. Nobody did that anymore. So it wasn't that uh, feel that everybody knew what was going on in the company anymore. I mm. worked. That's because I, I worked for Winn Dixie for a few years. So. Whoa, 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 whoa! You worked at a grocery store. I worked for Winn Dixie for that's a number a of years. That's a security issue there. A number of years. That's what they thought. Uh, Lego sales. <laughs> so I don't work there anymore. <laughs> and we have big news about uh, uh, iHeart and Cumulus. You know, we talked about this with them. Uh, Did bankrupt. We talked a little bit about this, but I'm surprised. It seems like more. Okay, according to this. There's approximately 11,300 AM and FM radio stations in America. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that makes, with 850 iHeart and 445 Cumulus now under the bankruptcy umbrella, that's only 11%. It seems like it's more, though, doesn't it? I mean, th- mm-hmm. that 11% has got to be the powerhouses of the, of the country. I think at their right? peak, Clear Channel had something like 1,500 stations, so they must have sold some off. Yeah, well, they've had to, they, and they had to yeah. as well, I think, yeah, to uh, comply with some of the other government regulations. They were they made a deal so that they could give them to uh, some minorities mm. uh, in some of the bigger markets. Mm-hmm. And um, so they had minority stations. And then they had, I mean, they did sell some off. I don't know that they, you know, they still no way could make their money back because they went on uh, the plan that I went on when I bought a house is buy high, sell low. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which doesn't seem to be the smartest thing to do. When no, you're, when but you're... there were really heady times for a while, and <laughs> yes, uh... there were. <laughs> so yes, there were. Yeah. But uh, good luck, God bless. I mean, I you mm-hmm. know, I want them to succeed, right? Oh, I mean, you don't want iHeart and Cumulus yeah. to go down. Heck, no, no, you don't. No, you know, you want them to restructure and let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's make this happen. I know. I know. It uh, it all seemed like it was nicey nice with. Uh, you know the uh, the old days and being able to go over across the street and get a job with uh, Aunt Sue and Uncle Joe's radio station, but you know those are good times. Uh, were they? Mm-hmm. Were they? I think we're remembering them wrong. I'm not. <laughs> I think more jobs is better. Frankly, I like more jobs rather than fewer jobs. Uh, and in the new environment, there were fewer jobs. That's how a lot of us got our start was working overnights. Yeah, when before it was automated. Right. You know, and, working and to prove yourself. Playing commercials during Art Bell. Yeah, there's no yeah. there's no such thing really as small market radio anymore because no. it's all done by, you know, uh, a Clear Channel guy in Los Angeles who, yeah. who does forty radio stations. Yep. And just I mean that's good for entertainment wise though. I mean it's good for the company. Uh, is it good for entertainment? I don't know. Sure, the guy that normally got, wouldn't hear the radio. guy from L.A. There's no local radio anymore though. And you don't have a farm system. You don't have. Well, you don't, that's small for sure. Markets. They lost the farm system for yeah. sure. And they lost. They could have. They could have built their own farm system and done it. You know, done it right. Mm-hmm. But they didn't care. Yeah. They were all living off the high on the hog. Everything was wonderful, and we're mm-hmm. screw you. You're out of work. Go run the board or work for two dollars an hour. 
We're gonna bring it, you know. We're gonna bring in the Los Angeles guy, and he's gonna voice track forty stations, and uh, you know, good luck, God bless. Well, you know, now they get what's coming to them for that with no farm system. You're right. Now you've pissed me off again. <laughs> now I think you're right. I was all for him again. Well, I'm for I was him. all for him again. I still want him to me. succeed. I want Clear Channel and Cumulus to succeed, but there were mistakes along the line. Yes, there that were. They didn't pay any attention to. They just discounted them. And people sounded warnings like, hey, I don't know. I mean, I remember saying it in the beginning. Oh, my gosh. I Really? $50 million for a radio station that cost 500000 right? 10 years ago? Seriously? Okay. Well, I don't think that's right. going to work out well. No, it's not. And, it and now you see, I mean, uh, uh, they've got buildings with these beautiful stations, beautiful mm-hmm. studios. Oh, my beautiful gosh. Desk. Just beautiful sta- studios. And there's nobody, nobody in them. there. And I, same thing's true at XM Sirius. You go to their facility in uh, DC, DC, the XM studio, where they had, I think they had 84 studios. State of the art. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful studios. All of them were incredible. And there's maybe seven stations that are Think live. Of that. Seven or eight. Think of that. Out of 80-some? Holy cow. It's unbelievable. Now, some of those stations are being run in other places. You yeah. know, some of those channels yeah, yeah. and networks are being run out of, out of other places. But thanks some to technology. of them are just completely automated. Thanks to, right. But, I mean, they're also, you know, they're being run so that they're, you know, thanks to technology, they don't have to be in that particular studio, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. But it's just, uh, it, it is kind of shocking it when is. you walk in those buildings and see the... Yeah. See what was there, mm-hmm. and then well, <laughs> it is depressing. It is kind of depressing. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's a lot of jobs. Yep. All right. See now you make me make me mad <laughs> again. Now. now I want Uncle Joe and Aunt Millie's radio station back <laughs> across the road. All right, I want it back. All right. Rhode Island lawmaker wants to uh, <clears throat> introduce a bill that uh, was going to ban outhouses. Whoa. I know. What? I say you're saying to yourself, what? You want to go Listen, to the bathroom he explained inside? that he filed uh, the bill in response to a dispute between a young family that had moved uh, to uh, Exeter from Warwick about three or four years ago to raise chickens and goats at their nearest neighbor whose driveway was within whiffing distance of the outhouse. Mm. Uh, you know, it would be a problem if there was a 10-acre parcel, but right next to somebody's property. That's where they parked their vehicles. You can't have that. We. You got, and you can tell when someone's using an outhouse. That's a quote. <laughs> but uh, he's pulling that bill. He's, he introduced. He said, "Now you know what? I'm not going to do it. Forget it. We're pulling the measure." Price said the issue should be addressed by local municipalities, not the state. Well, how about that? And I don't want to be. Ti- I don't want to be. You know, tied to the outhouse bill. You local municipalities take care of yourselves. Good for you. I him. know. Nice. I know. There's. I do think it's the right this. decision. It is the right decision. But did you know there's one author that's written three books on Rhode Island outhouses? I'm sorry. I'm saying say what now? Rhode Island outhouses. Three uh, books. Raymond three Wolf. Books. Raymond Wolf. Well, he's got two. He's working on a third. It's like a trilogy. Yes, he's working on his third. Uh, the so far on the 300 plus non-working outhouses he's found in uh, every corner of Rhode Island, and Virginia Williams, a retired elementary school teacher, and self-described. Queen of the outhouses uh, and wife of retired Supreme Court presiding Justice Frank Williams, the Rhode Island Supreme Court. Uh-huh. Uh, she would be devastated, it would break her heart. She started taking pictures 
30 years ago of outhouses in Rhode Island. Wow, her family must be proud. I mean, <laughs> Nuts. And she's yeah. the if what she's now? making some it's money. Great. If she's making, she's sure. the queen sure. of outhouses. Queen self-described of queen of outhouses. Yeah, sure. Nice, self-described. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it makes you want to go to Rhode Island to take a little tour, doesn't it? Doesn't mm. no. Right? No. It doesn't? Yeah, and did you see the tweet from Jim Carrey? So. Uh, as he, uh, Jim apparently does little drawings, and he likes to show off his little artwork. Mm-hmm. And uh, his tweet uh, was uh, a little, uh, little, little, little salty. Uh, people a little portrait, wound up at him. A portrait, apparently, uh, of uh, yep. Sarah Huggins. Oh, this is Sanders. a portrait of so-called Christian, whose only purpose in life is to lie for the wicked. Monstrous. <sighs> now, Jim, I would say... Calm down. Mm-hmm. Calm down. I mean, even Jim Carrey. I mean, I know that he's. I know. I know he's. He's you know Mr. Weirdo, but he has said some nice things in the past. Mm. He says some nice things in the past. And some he speaks at prisons. Remember mm-hmm. the speech at mm-hmm. the prison About we Jesus loved. And stuff. Remember mm-hmm. the college graduation class that oh, yeah. we loved. Mm. He says the right things, and then mm-hmm. he beats up on. Just keeps going farther and farther on his tweets with Trump, and it's like Jim, I know. Come on. It's not cool. Well, he's, we just can't get rid of him. He doesn't get any movies now, so this is the only way he gets attention. It's mm. a good point. You know? This is the only way That's he gets talked about That's a great point. And, even, and the lawsuit, right? The girlfriend's dead yeah. now, so he can't even fight her and right. get news. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. So there you go. Wow. To chew on the fat with Jeffy. 888 Let me tell you about this uh, weight loss product. It's awesome. It's uh, been a part of the Blaze family for a while now. It's called Riduzone, which is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged new dietary supplement. Just helps you lose weight and it helps you keep it off. It was launched by a local company that took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA. And that's shown to boost metabolism and reduce your appetite. So you lose weight, plus it helps you burn fat. So, with proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight and maybe more importantly, keep it off. Uh, our own Sarah Gonzalez, who hosts the news and why it matters, lost over a hundred pounds and she looks great, but she says that Riduzone really helps even now with her cravings. And so, when she takes that, it's a lot easier to control her appetite. She's not thinking about food all day. Give this a try. I think you're going to love it. It's riduzone.com. Use the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Riduzone.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. I do. And thank you for being here. 888-900-3393. Or at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Uh, Glenna Murgis says, what's worse? What's worse? A wife voting for a candidate because her husband told her to. Or a wife who covers up her husband's philandering to help his campaign. Oh, see. Think about it. Plus, plus, let's not forget. A a woman who destroys other women because they accused her husband of doing certain things. Like, I don't know. Rape, and, and so she did. She went after those women with and, a bigger, and went after that little girl. Yeah, uh, 
uh, when she was a lawyer. Well, that was her job. She was an attorney. She had to that, you do that as an attorney sometimes. Then don't say that you've done nothing but protect children. Don't say that to me. When you actually destroyed a 12-year-old girl that was part of on the job. witness stand was who was raped to get a rapist off. Unbelievable, man. She's unbelievable. <laughs> and then there's the death count. I mean, how, where, where are we at now? 700, I think. I mean, there's the death count. You'd be careful. Man. Seriously, we're right? out there. Yeah. If I turn up dead, you know who did it. Okay. Uh, from Jack Hole Beer Guy, Hog can call NRA members constituents. That's fine. They do a better job at representing me than the elected people calling yeah, no themselves kidding. representatives. <laughs> That's a good point. The great Jack Holio says, apparently self-driving cars navigate much like a Roomba. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yes. Those things suck. The self-driving car, the Roomba. No, the Roomba. You put, I love my oh, Roomba. No. You turn them on, and they wind up in a corner, no, bouncing off the not. walls. Bang, 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 bang. That's a it's clean, clean corner. corner. Put that thing away. It's a clean corner. Turn it off. Yeah, it's a clean corner. You're right. Mm-hmm. Except it can't get the dirt right in the corner. Right. It's not strong enough to suck that up. Oh no! Look oh, at Jeffy's face. We got a Roomba apologist over my, here. I love my Roomba. That bad boy works great. They they never go. When where you they're say supposed they never go. do, don't say that because they, don't they go do. where they're supposed Perhaps to. Perhaps some of the cheaper brands that you've purchased. I do think I buy <laughs> cheap brands. Roomba cheaper knockoff. than your brand of Roomba? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm sure that we both are using the same Roomba that was given to us. I'll compare. I'll compare my Roomba to your Roomba any day. <laughs> no, we were given one, and then I think that went extinct a long time ago. And then sure my did. wife got the supposedly we, upgraded, the upgraded one, one better that you can that you can program. You that did the same thing. The corners. Maybe I didn't program, program it well. Maybe not. Because I love our. Maybe Roomba, that's what man. the problem is. And, I, and the Roomba that we have now. Well, I think that one's actually broken now. Never mind. <laughs> you know I what it, right, it reminds me of? The electric football game I got as a kid. Or oh. you turn it on and they go... Well, those were the they, first ones. They turn around in the corner and they go backwards yep. the or they go one, sideways or they just run into each other. I was other. just doing some research Terrible. on these. Not that I've ever played them. But the first mm-hmm. ones that you had were the big guys, the big heavy guys. And there was one board. And those used to you couldn't you couldn't control. And then the second round of them came the smaller players yeah. that you controlled That's a little bit better. And you remember the you remember the uh, the original ones. Uh, then they came out with the smaller ones that were passing. Yeah. So yeah. you could you know you mm-hmm. flick their arm and you yep. flick the ball to and the if receiver. It hit the receiver. Then you caught it. Right. Then you caught it. You got to put it in the receiver's yeah. arm. Just a little piece of felt yeah. in the shape so of a football. Kind of. Yeah. So good. So I mean, so that, was, that was easily the, the biggest cooking. disappointment game. Oh, oh no. We played the heck out of, of that. Time. Easily. I love that stupid. But I realized something. Apparently, if you know, underneath the football player, yeah. they had these little things that stuck out. You're yeah. supposed to cut those, and it would help. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you here with us. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Republicans considering a second phase of tax cuts. Mm. This is great. I think this is just for their political future, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll tell you exactly. Fine. I don't care why. I don't care. Do just it. Do it. Because <laughs> the first one was nice, but, you know, tiny. Mm-hmm. Republicans are increasingly talking about phase two. 
of tax cuts, including a permanent extension of the new law's individual tax cuts in an effort to highlight their signature legislative accomplishment. Uh, While they could struggle to pass another tax bill this year, conservatives said that an effort to cement the new individual rates would be both smart policy and smart politics. According to Mark Walker, who's uh, from North Carolina, I'm 100% behind that and would support it and even help promote it. President Trump, some key lawmakers, have made comments in recent weeks about pursuing additional tax cuts. Trump said, we're actually going for a phase two, which will help in addition to the middle class, will help companies, and it's going to be something, I think, very special. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I can't take that. (laughs) I love it. It's uh, it's so Trump-esque. It's so Trumpian. Uh, I love it. (laughs) We're actually going for a phase two, which will help in addition to the middle class, will help companies. And it's going to be something... I think very special. And that's probably what his memo was to House and Senate leaders in the GOP. It was, look, mm-hmm. just make it special. That's your directive. Go. Mm-hmm. It was there was no there's no like let's do this with a tax bracket. Let's uh, try to no, do this. He doesn't he's not a specifics no. guy. He's not that guy. Just make it special. Yeah, just make it special. Ugh. Make it good. Make it stupendous, incredible, tremendous, whatever his uh, adjective is. Bigly tax cuts. Also, uh, there's a pro-life Democrat. This is unbelievable. Uh, Wait, you can stop right there. uh, A a species (laughs) that I thought completely extinct from the planet. Uh, Apparently, they found a rare uh, endangered Democrat in Illinois who is pro-life. Dan Lipinski, seven-year congressman, seven-term congressman. Wow. One of the last blue dog Democrats, moderates with voting records that might even be called conservative. <gasps> I honestly didn't think there was any. I didn't. Well, we all know about Manchin. Uh, he's fairly conservative in Virginia. But uh, this guy I'm not familiar with. But even in such ranks, he stands out because, for one thing, he's a practicing Catholic He's not just ardently opposed to abortion rights. He has spoken at the March for Life. Wow. That's amazing for a Democrat. That's amazing. For another thing, he doesn't represent a conservative district where his views might be helpful. He's in Illinois' third district, which voted for Hillary by 15 points. So he's facing a tough fight in the primary tomorrow when voters will elect their candidates for the midterms congressional colleagues have joined liberal special interest groups in ranging uh in uh campaigning against him of course of course because why they can't have you can't be a democrat anymore if you're pro-life you can't they don't want anything to do with you seriously abortion is their uh it's their make or break issue And if you are uh, pro-life, they don't want anything to do with you in their party. So they're they're lining up against him. Uh, the lone Republican candidate, Arthur Jones. Oh, jeez. Okay, the lone Republican candidate is a neo-Nazi and Holocaust denier. you got to be kidding me. Who has denounced, he's been denounced by his own party. So the Democrat is, you know, all but certain to this win. Is, this is that seat. 
Jeez. Okay, good. <clears throat> How does it come to this? How does it come to this where nobody good will run? Nobody decent will run in a lot of these races anymore. You've got a neo-Nazi who's the, the Republican nominee? How does that happen? Uh, that's a bad sign. That's a really bad sign. Third Illinois district is jagged and gerrymandered. 30% Hispanic covers a lot of Chicago's southwestern suburbs as well as a thin slice of the city. It includes the traditionally Irish stronghold of Bridgeport, the bungalows by Midway Airport, uh, where Hispanic voters live on streets named for Polish heroes. <laughs> there are leafy and prosperous suburbs and sprawling exurbs, too. It also cont- contains the base of Mike Madigan, the Speaker of the Illinois House, who's considered one of the last political bosses in the entire U.S., and is actually a Lipinski ally. So he's been in this office since 2004, um, and he won the part. He won the seat with ease uh, every other time, but now they're starting to focus on him because he's pro-life and they don't want him. Political bosses—that's still a thing, huh? I guess so. I want to be one of those. Oh, uh, a political boss? Yeah, totally. Yeah, control people and stuff. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. It's not the American way exactly, but uh, it'd be fun. Whatever. You know. I mean, is there an American way anymore, Pat? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Doesn't seem like you it. You get tax cuts more often if you had me as your political boss. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> it would be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, look how great things are in China now that they got a leader for life. And same thing in Russia, probably. Didn't Putin win with 75, 80% of the vote? Yeah, but I mean, just against the, eight candidates, he wins 75, 80%. Just for the next six years, I mean, you know, he's going to ride off into the sunset quietly in 2024. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, this will be his last term, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Totally. He's got to go do some more bare chested horseback riding. He is the uh, longest serving leader in Russia since Joseph Stalin. Huh. Yeah. That name rings a bell. Does, doesn't it? Hmm. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Would be nice if if a pro life Democrat could actually win an election. Now that people know he's running, and and when he's being primaried by his own party, even though it's his seat, and they've got the seat, they want him out. That it's, is fascinating. It's unbelievable, and it's and it's a lock, right? Yeah. Against the daggum Nazi guy. It's an absolute lock. I mean, wow, that tells you everything about yeah. the Democrat Party. It tells you. They can't have that. They cannot have somebody who's pro-life in their party anymore. They would rather risk that seat being mm-hmm. lost to a Nazi yes. than to support a guy who's against abortion. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, what are you, against uh, women's reproductive rights? Is that what you are? Yeah, I mean, because I'm a political yeah. boss, and mm-hmm. so the only people that I control mm-hmm. have to hate women. Okay. And um, all it's things figures. female. Yeah, plus you're owned by the NRA. I'm owned by the NRA. Oh, yeah, I'm totally owned by the NRA. You probably want people to own cannons, machine guns, tanks. And? Aircraft carriers. And? I got an aircraft carrier parked in my uh, Don't get distracted. garage right now. Oh, good. Then, then you're going to work for me because I'm going to be your political boss. All right. And I'm going to also empower you to own your own nuclear weapons. Thing doesn't corner very well, I'll tell you that. Well, you're... you're... My aircraft carrier doesn't corner well. It's in your garage? Mm-hmm. How big is your garage? Sizable, you know. What are your HOA uh, <laughs> situation like? Do they ever knock on the door? <laughs> Mr. Gray? 
We've asked you to get the aircraft carrier out of your driveway. No, we put some foliage around it because it kind of hangs out <laughs> of the garageways. So we, yeah, yeah, we have some. But how long did it take those plants? Bushes to, around oh, it. You paid a hefty price for like already mature plants to <laughs> yes. block the, yes. the view. You don't want to wait for them to yeah, grow. We did. Yeah. Okay. We had to buy six miles of bushes to cover it. So uh, it took a it took a little doing. Uh, but we did it. We managed it. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Screw you, HOA. We got around the rules by the six-mile hedgerow. Uh, man. But thanks to the NRA, I can own yeah. an aircraft carrier. Yeah. So. That's their, I mean, that's. I think that's mm-hmm. their official stance. Yeah, In it fact, is. Somewhere it is. on their website, I'll find it for you and I'll mm-hmm. post it later. Okay. Ish. Ryan in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. 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 Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call in and um, tell you guys, uh, I am from Stanley County, North Carolina, um, a school board member. And um, at our March meeting, um, prior to the March meeting, we had a facilities committee meeting with our local sheriff. And he presented us with a plan um, due to the recent shooting at Parkland um, that um, we could actually um, employ armed volunteers who were either a sworn law enforcement law enforcement officer or a um, military police with at least two years experience and honorable discharge. So we are looking at implementing that plan um, as soon as possible, hopefully by the end of April in order to keep our students safe in our schools. That is awesome. That's awesome. Uh, And are you getting a lot of pushback from that or is the community pretty much on board with it? I mean, of course, anytime you do something like this, you're going to get a little pushback. Yeah. Um, however, I would say it's been received um, pretty well, especially from folks in our county. Now, once you branch out into more metropolitan areas, um, of course, you get a little more pushback from folks on the left. However, um, here in our county, it's it's been accepted pretty well. I mean, you, I would say at least 95% positive feedback so far. Wow. Well, that's great. And it's, yeah. it's nice that you're actually taking some measures to really protect the school. That's, I mean, that's what it's all about. Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, in a lot of communities, they have been doing that. And in a lot of other communities, they're fighting it tooth and nail. Uh, we don't want our schools to be prisons, seems to be the big outcry. So ridiculous. Why, why would you not accept the same kind of security uh, that... You know, is insisted upon, say, in the halls of Congress. Are are the congressmen more important than our children? No. Not nearly as important for my money. Are bankers more important than our children? No. Do you feel like you've walked into a prison when you walk into a bank? Of course not. So it's just ludicrous. And we got to call BS on... All of the naysayers, including the little the kids, out screaming about how they don't want their school to... I don't want to go to school in a prison. Ugh, brother. All right, well, then don't commit a felony, and you won't. How about that? <laughs> 888 Let me tell you about Dog Tag Furniture. I uh, I love this, this organization. Uh, the guy, Troy, who is doing it, is an incredible patriot. You know, our veterans are virtually forgotten by the government they they serve and protect. Uh, and they've been committed to do that. And they've given up so much. They've sacrificed so much for all of us. So this is where we come in as Americans to stand up and do something right for them. Now, when uh, 
a veteran comes back somewhat broken mentally by what he's seen and been through and the depression sets in and you know the statistic by now 22 of them a day commit suicide it's a staggering sickening statistic and then to add insult to injury once that happens the va turns their back on him there's not a single va organization out of 72,000 that helps a veteran's family when the veteran just committed suicide it ends their benefits it ends their life insurance it ends uh any chance they had of having the funeral funeral paid for Funerals run around, you know, an average of $7,000. My mom died last year. We paid fifteen. It It costs a lot. So Troy, who is a veteran, and one of his veteran buddies uh, committed suicide. And here's what he did to try to raise some money. Turned scrap lumber into great-looking American flags. It's art with a purpose. And now you can help support veterans and their families by going to dogtagfurniture.com and check out these incredibly beautiful uh, American flags and the things you can buy there with all the proceeds, all the proceeds going to help veterans and their families. There's all kinds of great things you can um, you can buy there, and the sales benefit those who served. Help make a real difference today. And Troy gets nothing out of this. This all goes to the families. Dogtagfurniture.com. That's dogtagfurniture.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray Unleashed. That's that time of day again. Stormy update. That sticks in your head all day, and you're welcome. Yeah, you got to give me a fair warning. I didn't know that was coming up here. I got to get the egg shaker ready. Well, uh, Tapper, Jake Tapper, mm. asked Stormy Daniels' lawyer, uh, Mike Avenatti, about the threat of physical harm that he's been talking about. And where that came from, here's what happened. So let me just try to uh, put this on a scale. Um, there's a big difference between uh, a random physical threat from someone which everyone in public life experiences. I'm sure you have, I have. Um, there's a big difference between that and threat from somebody that you know or you know of or somebody specifically affiliated with President Trump. Um, and then also, in addition to that, um, a threat from somebody affiliated with the president to force someone to do something, such as sign a non-disclosure agreement. Can you shed any light on where this threat is on that scale, from an anonymous random threat of physical violence to a threat from somebody affiliated with the president to do something, such as signing an NDA? 
Uh, here's what I will say, Jake. I think that when the American people hear from my client, mm -hmm. who will provide details, uh, very specific details relating to this threat, they will conclude, as I have, that this was not a random threat by some wingnut, uh, if you will. That, that's not a legal term, but I'm going to use it anyway. Uh, that this was a threat not by some wingnut uh, out of the blue. Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> hmm. Uh-oh. Not. It, wa it wasn't a random threat, which means he's implying it came from the Trump camp well, somewhere. He's saying it's specific. It wasn't mm -hmm. random and yeah. not from a wingnut, just like you said. This is getting, every day is getting more and more interesting. It's almost like a race to the finish line between which is going to drop the bigger bombshell in first, the mm -hmm. Russia probe or Stormy Daniels? Nice. Oh, goodness. And the, we've got the uh, 60 Minutes thing, which I understand is still on for Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah. As far as I know, they're still doing the big, she's doing the interview. The Anderson Cooper 60 Minutes interview with Stormy Daniels is Sunday night which should shed a lot of light yeah. on a lot of stuff. It seems to be a lot more smoke with the Stormy Daniels fire, and I think you might be seeing the blaze come up on Sunday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, she claims uh, she's got photos, videos, yeah. tweets, all kinds of stuff that she saved mm. from their relationship, their alleged relationship, and we'll, I guess, find out on Sunday if, that's, uh, if some of that's true. Unless somehow they stop it. Now, supposedly the White House is trying to stop the interview from actually taking place. Which, I, I mean, can you do that? Can Does the President of the United States have the power to stop a 60 Minutes interview? I, I don't think so. He'll be tweeting during the whole... Uh, this should be a fun night, if nothing else. <laughs> and just be interesting to behold uh, on both sides. Also, there's a D.C. councilman who uh, claims that the Rothschilds are controlling the climate. Yeah. And it uh, should probably stop. Uh, he's He says that because it snowed again, I guess, in D.C., yeah. that they're controlling the weather. The Rothschilds are controlling the weather. And it's interesting because uh, everybody has perceived that apparently as some sort of uh, Jewish slam, which I I've never taken it as that because that's just a big uh, globalist thing. Uh, w was the original Rothschild? Yeah, yeah, he was a Jewish Jew? maker. Yes, yeah. he was. Uh -huh. Yes, but I don't think it has to do with his Judaism as much as it does his globalism. Okay, right, yeah. and his Illuminatiism yeah, or whatever. Mind. Conspiracy we're talking about. The Bilderbergers, yeah. the Waterburgers, the bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> I, I don't They've I got don't. the video of that. If you want to see this councilman, if you want to hear him as he's driving down the road, just shocked at the snowfall in March. I very much do want to see okay, it. Let's go. let's watch. Man, it just started snowing out of nowhere this morning, man. Uh -oh. Y'all better pay attention to this climate control, man. It's mm -hmm. climate manipulation. And DC keep talking about we're a resilient city. And that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate to create natural disasters. They can pay for it and own the cities, man. Be careful. <laughs> they can pay for it and own the cities. The Rothschilds. Well, they manipulate the weather. Yeah, well, and, and it's snowing out of nowhere. Well, no, it's it's actually coming out of the clouds mm. above you. Says you. 
if there was a clear sky and there was snow, then, you know, okay, then maybe we make something out of the Rothschild oh my climate gosh. control machine. Have but. Look, you yourself know mm-hmm. that you've seen rain of uh, fish on a sunny day. No, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. So was mm-hmm. that, uh, what, you're not... Scary. You're not understanding what's happening here? <laughs> no, I... Well, right. they're controlling the weather. Okay. I mean, obviously. Interesting. I mean, a, a first, DC councilman's trying to First tell of all, it wasn't going to snow at all from these climate people. It wasn't going to snow. And you're going to have to tell your children, your grandchildren, what snow was mm-hmm. like. Now, I guess the the preponderance of snow, the frequency of snow mm-hmm. is also global warming. And it, actually, they are saying both. So they do have it both ways now. Anyway, he got some flack for, for, for blaming Rothschilds because they're Jewish. And so he tweeted out, in response to my social media post on Friday, as... As a leader, I work hard every day to combat racism and prejudices of all kinds. I want to apologize to the Jewish community and anyone I have offended. The Jewish community have been allies with me in my journey to help people. I did not intend to be anti-Semitic, and I see I should not have said that after learning from my colleagues. (laughs) I guess he learned from his colleagues about the Jewish insult. Is Mm. that what he's saying? Something. I have spoke to leaders and my friends at Jews United for Justice. Spoke to I spoke I have spoke to them. He's good. And they are helping me to understand the history of comments made against Jews, and I am committed to figuring out ways to continue to be allies with them and others. CM Trayon White. That's great. So uh <laughs> I guess it's not the Rothschilds climate machine then that's I guess. No. But I mean, that challenges everything <laughs> I know. Huh. I thought it was Tesla. I thought it was a Tesla machine that was controlling the weather. I think that's, uh, isn't that what mm. Alex Jones believes? It's not Rothschilds. It's, uh, it's the Tesla machine. And the United States has one. Hmm. China has one. I think the Russians do. Uh, and there's uh, like Seven nations that have these machines that but control are these, the weather. Wait a minute. Are these machines constantly fighting each other? Is that why we have tornadoes sometimes? Uh, maybe. Like, no, maybe. I want a high-pressure system here. Oh, yeah, well, I want a low-pressure well, system. Well, you would. If you had competing weather machines mm-hmm. on this planet, you would have conflicting weather patterns, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So, And that's uh, what we call a weather <laughs> Good God. It's what we call climate. Climate. And uh our atmosphere here creates that climate. Okay. Now you're getting complicated. Yeah, I know. Is math involved next? Please. No, I'd never bring math into it. That's that's voodoo talk. Thank you. Triple eight nine hundred uh thirty three Don't forget, hold on, hold on. Let's the, the mm-hmm. pop pop quiz here. Yeah. We learned it on Friday's show. How do you um know metric? I mean, how can you calculate the metric into Fahrenheit? You can't. It's impossible. No, come on. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. All right. Let's just say. For instance, if it's five degrees Celsius, you don't know if that's 200 degrees Fahrenheit or 84 below. You don't know. No. There's no way to tell. The caller told us. No. It's double. He, he lied. Double. Double. Say, yeah, say suppose it. The, I mean, the myth is that you double it and add 32 degrees. Okay. So so but zero plus zero mm-hmm. is zero. Right. Plus 32 it's 32 degrees. 32. So Fahrenheit 32, zero Celsius. No, that's you, there's no way to tell. You have failed the pop there's quiz. There's no way to tell. Okay. So you're going to have to stay in class while everyone else gets to walk out. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three.
Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. I love how even um, even Democrats are jumping off the Hillary train right now. Trying to get her, desperately trying to get her to shut her mouth <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Would you please stop trying to find the blame on this? It's on you. It's on you, Hillary. Just accept it and move on with your life. Take your $100 million that you and Bill have raised uh, scamming the American people uh, and people all over the world with your Clinton Foundation. It's probably more like $500 million now. And and just get lost. Go away. Go away. Uh, it's over. And she says she, she meant no disrespect. Mm. How could you possibly take what she said as disrespect that Americans in the middle of the country, people who voted for Trump, Republicans, don't want blacks to have rights, don't want women to have jobs, and we don't want Indian Americans to succeed. How could that be disrespectful? Uh, what do you think? What do you mean? <laughs> so even Dick Durbin understands that was really bad. That's that's not helpful uh, to insult Americans like that. She's shown what an elitist she is. How hateful she is to the American people. She she can't stand Americans. 888-900-3393. Uh, Mary in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, good afternoon. Hey. Um, the one thing that people are not remembering about the fact of um, that 12-year-old rape case mm-hmm. is the fact that not that she defended the rapist because she's a lawyer and that's what lawyers do. Mm-hmm. But after the case, she is on tape laughing about the facts of it yeah. and laughing about getting him off. Yes. It's not the fact she defended it. It's the fact that she enjoyed it and she laughed about it. Well, it is the fact that she says she's done nothing but fight for women and girls. That is that is part of it because then she attacked a 12-year-old girl on the stand. I mean, you can't say that you were fighting for her when you were badgering her and saying she wanted it. Look at the way she was dressed. Yeah, That, that, also, that doesn't and- work. Yeah, in the audio tape that is on the, it's on YouTube, in the audio tape, she talks about the guy was guilty. Yeah, yeah, she he was. She talks about her, her defendant was guilty, and she laughed about the fact how she got him off on time served. Yeah, yeah, That's it's amazing. not it's taking amazing. care of women when you're laughing <laughs> you're, about it after the fact. You're exactly right. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, I forgot about the after the, after the trial. In fact, it was years later when she was laughing about that with somebody. I, wow. And we featured that on the serial uh, about her life mm-hmm. and about her scams and how many scandals she's had. And then for her to say that she fights only for women. She's just spent her whole life fighting for women. And then she tells, uh, she tells us that women, white women, are controlled by their husbands in who they vote for because they're too stupid, uh, I guess, to make up their own minds. They're not capable of that. How bad is that? Huh. What a feminist. 
thanks for your feminism, Hillary. Uh, if you were any more feministic, ugh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would what? <laughs> well, I almost, I almost said something that probably wouldn't be helpful. Oh. So uh, I, I, I stopped myself there. Yes, sir. <laughs> also, there was a fourth bomb that detonated in Austin. This, this is starting to get uh, ridiculous. And a little, you know, it's, it's pretty scary. So how many how many have died from this? Is it? I think we got the two. Two. The older woman, so and then the young man. Both of them were black. And remember, the thought was early on that perhaps this they is were going a after, racist thing. And yeah. Now, now and we have whites being targeted. Now two whites, uh, two white men yeah. were injured in a, in a bombing. And this one, they think, was um, a tripwire. So it wasn't a package. It was a tripwire this time that injured these two white men. Uh, there's a $115,000 reward for a tip now that leads to the perpetrator. So if you know anything, get a hold of the Austin police. Because um, people in, in Austin are pretty anxious about this. I mean, we had a big package at our door over the weekend, and I thought, I'm not picking that thing up. Jackie? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a package down here. Well, I want to go get it. Okay. <laughs> uh, how'd, she, how'd she take that? <laughs> You've been reading the news? Yeah, it's not, uh, that's not true. I actually did pick it up and brought it in, and it fortunately did not explode. She was expecting. I did ask her if she was expecting a package, and she was because she always is because she's continually buying things on Amazon. Now, wait a but, minute. But that's the scary thing, right? We're always buying stuff yeah. that's being delivered to our house now, whether it's from Walmart or Amazon or whoever, eBay. Stuff is always coming to your door. Does she have a problem with you buying stuff? Hmm? You know what? Hmm? You've stumbled onto something pretty interesting there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't, I don't yak at her with everything she buys. Huh. Did you buy another thing on Amazon? I don't do that. But for her. Yeah. I already told, I told you the Hulu story probably latest, right? Yeah. Let's Is that what it more. was? I'm just, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to eat some popcorn here and uh, listen to your story here about uh, <laughs> marital relations in your house as regards to uh, ordering things mm-hmm. in the mail. Yeah. So what's been right. going on, Pat? Tell us about it, man. We're here. We're friends. We're just hanging out. Just you and me. Uh-huh. There's nobody else listening right now. Just, just you and me. That would be really bad if that's true. <laughs> we shouldn't be here Sorry, if that's the, the case. I was going the Connie Chung angle with Newt Gingrich's mom, but anyhow, just whisper in my ear. What's, what's <laughs> she been doing, baby? Come on, tell me. <laughs> What's been going on? Uh, she's, you know, she's very protective of our funds. Okay. And uh, when where, you're spending where, it. Where, when I'm spending it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't seem to be reciprocal, does it? So how does that make you feel? <laughs> it's unfair. Right. It's unfair. It's unfair. It's not fair. It is not fair. But I learned a long time ago life wasn't, and so I don't even bring it up. Because it's just best. Wow. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Poor Pat. Yeah. Yep. What's happening? Uh, what's happening is what happens to all husbands. Yeah, amen. Better okay, just to just shut up and leave it here. alone. Mm-hmm. And we all know it. <laughs> and everybody stinking knows it. Uh, there's a Spanish rapper who's been sentenced to over three years in prison. This is kind of an interesting story. Now, it's Spain, not the United States. But I figured Spain had similar uh Freedom laws where it came to speech. But a rapper has been jailed for writing songs that prosecutors said glorified terrorism and insulted the Spanish crown. 
wait, there's a couple of things in this story that I'm kind of getting hung up on, and I apologize for slowing down your momentum here, but uh, we've got a Spanish rapper, mm-hmm. and we've got a... I didn't even know there was a thing like that. Spanish crown. Yeah. Okay. Did you know... I mean, Spain... So Spain, like England, apparently still has... You know, they're dumb royalty. That's stupid. You just don't hear about it very much. No. In Spain. Uh, Josep Miguel Arenas, who's 24, he's from Mallorca. He penned some lyrics that called for political assassinations in the style of Basque separatist group, ETA, and said one regional politician, quote, deserved an atom bomb, unquote. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> he should be given an atom bomb that he can use? Or or an atom bomb should be dropped on him? There's. <laughs> Oh. That's kind of different. Uh, he, the singer is known as Valtonic. Mm. That's a cool name. Is it? Yeah, I think you so. like that? Yeah, I like that. No, uh, he appealed against an earlier conviction on the grounds of freedom of expression and artistic freedom. Makes sense. Hmm. It'd be like uh, United States freedom of speech laws. Uh, he wrote lyrics endorsing violent militias and political assassinations. He protested the controversial words were extreme, provocative, allegorical. And symbolic. But his three and a half year prison sentence was upheld by Madrid's, uh, by Spain's uh, Supreme Court. The tribunal declared Valtonic's songs contain messages that praised not only the political objectives uh, of, but the violent means employed by ETA and clandestine Leninist group Grapo. Judges said, uh, reading the texts, was enough to grasp the severity of the crime. The rapper claimed the songs should be allowed under freedom of expression. One song contained the line, we want the deaths of these pigs, <laughs> while another threatened the armed occupation of a royal palace in the Mallorcan capital of Palma. Now, would this be allowed in the United States? If a rapper said things this clear, they probably do. I mean, don't they? I don't listen to a lot of rap, but I know that their lyrics are Whoa, what? pretty violent at times. You don't? I, I, you. It's a surprise, I know. Brolo Pat doesn't listen to a lot of rap in quote. Well. Wow. Yeah, I just I'm don't stunned. have time for it anymore. What do you mean I, just drive down the road while you're <laughs> rocking down the highway here? You don't listen to rap? No, I, again, that was your thing. I, it was my thing, but you know, I have less and less time to listen to rap music these really? days. Who yeah. were some of your favorites? Oh, you know, back in the day, hmm? it's so hard to narrow. I love them so much. No, no, we wanna, I wouldn't want to do a disservice by leaving anybody show. out. You know, it's like when you get up at an award show and you start naming people, you don't want to forget anybody. <laughs> right. So you just say, "Hey, thanks to everybody who helped me," and you sit down. Uh, so that's I mean, just one. I, like. I just want to hear one rapper that has inspired you above uh, all. Jay Z has to be, you know, one of the top ones that's good that i love so so went with jay-z did you mm-hmm. steve how about an obscure give us someone that we wouldn't know of otherwise but just because you're a big mm-hmm. rap fan lil wayne that L- lil wayne mm-hmm. actually what he mm-hmm. says uh <laughs> in interviews is awesome i love that guy's politics really yeah oh yeah yeah what was he saying i think it was about lil wayne has good politics oh hell yeah he does. We so i picked a good one there right? oh yeah you did nice job okay. i'll find it for you and during in the break here you're gonna love it and you'll play it in the next segment so stay tuned y'all okay <laughs> so i just wonder if uh, lil wayne and uh, jay-z could say things like this and get away with it or would they be charged with a crime in the united states of america and i don't know be interesting uh 
888-900-3393. The other thing I wanted to mention is uh, the new warning from Al Gore. <laughs> that is frightening. Have you okay. seen the new no. warning? Oh, gosh, no. Okay, well, global warming is now triggering flying rivers and rain bombs. So uh, I think we should all run for our lives. Bizarre weather such as flying rivers and rain bombs are just some of the recent effects of climate change. Uh, that's what he warned at the Global Education and Skills Forum in Dubai yesterday. Global weather is becoming extreme and disruptive, mainly because of global warming. It's not raining fish, though, yet, right? Are we sure? Or well, that, we know that it did. That's already happened. In Miami. That's already so that's, happened. That's okay, so that's past tense. news. This is a new thing. Carry on. Sorry. So Mad Main climate change is leading now to flying rivers and rain bombs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what is the what is the uh, website called that debunks all this stuff? Climate Depot. Yep. Climate Depot is calling this uh, weather porn. He's 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 engaging in scientifically baseless weather porn for trying to link every single weather event to some sort of global warming situation. He says that flying rivers and rain bombs are just some of the recent effects. Uh, And he also said that these flying or atmospheric rivers as long streams of rain-bearing clouds that carry huge amounts of water vapor over long distances... And then they end up as heavy rain bombs over a small concentrated area. The actual fact is Mm. that these extreme weather events are happening less frequently. In fact, we're in an unusually quiet period for weather disasters. That includes floods, droughts, hurricanes, tornadoes. All of those things are happening less often, less frequently than they normally do. I mean, it is always the case that we're going to have a flood or we're going to have a drought or you're, you're going to have extreme weather. It just happens. And we know that it's always happened. But right now it's happening less. And yet uh, they're, they're still adding to the hysteria of this catastrophic climate change thing. Okay, that, that's important, but I would like to hear Pat Gray channeling Al Gore channeling Don Ho, as in flying rivers in the sky, here comes the rain bomb, gonna make me cry. Yeah, that's good. I can't remember it, though. 888 <laughs> More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Oh, let me tell you about uh, filterby.com uh, before we go here. FilterBuy is a great way to clean up the air in your house and keep your HVAC system running really well. Um, FilterBuy.com is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different sizes. They have custom-made options for you available if you've got some kind of unusual size. And they're all shipped free within 24 hours. They're shipped free. They're shipped fast. And it's made right here in America. You're supporting a great American company. When you go to filterby.com, just an awesome way to uh, get your filters convenient and fast and really affordable. Filterby offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. So you know you're going to be removing pollen and dust and mold 
And whatever allergy aggravating pollution is in your house will be trapped in these filters. Right now, you can also save 5% by setting up auto delivery. So do that. Save money, save time, and breathe better with filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're talking about the Spanish rappers in jail for three and a half years because of their lyrics. And I was uh, talking about how our our rappers probably say just as bad things things that are just I would think mm-hmm. right. I mean, they many of them hate Trump. But then I was I mentioned one of my favorite rap artists uh, to Keith, and he reminded me of. Uh, uh, the political leanings of Lil Wayne, which are surprisingly good, right? At least on racism. At least on racism. Oh, okay, that's that's the clip. We that don't I know remembered. where he stands on like abortion or yeah. Donald Trump or whatever. I mean, I can look around here. No need. Okay. I mean, we're not that interested. <laughs> but here, here he is uh, talking about racism or the lack of it. No, I have it. It's a man of- so whoever's telling me we don't have it, I, I have He's it. He's got the so audio, guys. Can we turn it up? Uh, 360. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Got to turn Wayne. up my little uh, machine Lil Wayne. here. Yeah, Lil Wayne. Speaking on racism. on racism. He voted for Trump, by the way. And for some reason. I just discovered. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy so, cow. Isn't that something? Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at what was the other one? Abortion, you said? Let's see. Lil Wayne on abortion. He voted for Donald He's got a Trump? song called Abortion. I mean, like I didn't know that. I'm just acting for you. Um, wow. Hmm, I don't know what it's about. That's fascinating. Specifically. Okay. But, oh boy, there's some there's some lyrics for you. Okay, why <laughs> why is this not... We got to turn this up. Is your mute key on there, perhaps? No. Your record button yeah, on? That is not. No, no, see, nothing's... Is it plugged why, in correctly? Why is nothing working? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. Okay. It's kind of pissing me off. I see that. I really was interested in Lil Wayne on racism. And uh, now we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to hear. All right. Um, Triple eight, Very, very disappointing that we're not going to be able to hear from uh, Lil Wayne, especially after finding out that the rappers in Spain are actually paying for their lyrics with their freedom. And and I can't help but wonder if that would that would happen here if they were to sing about uh, I don't know glorifying extremism hasn't that happened before? And a majority of Americans believe that a, f- a faction of unelected officials are orchestrating policy in Washington D.C. The Monmouth University Polling Institute found that 74% of Americans believe in a deep state. Now, if you just say deep state, I'm guessing it wouldn't be that high. But they described it as a collection of unelected officials running policy. Uh, And that is something I think most Americans, well, obviously most Americans can say yes to. 21% said they don't believe that kind of group exists. 
ever heard of uh, George Soros? Have you ever heard of Tom? Uh, what is his name? It, the guy who is trying to do the uh, Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer. He's yes. a he's a winner too. He's a big winner uh, and trying to get uh, Trump impeached right now. The poll notes that seven out of ten Americans polled in each political group, Republican, Democrat, and Independent, seven out of ten in every political persuasion believe in a deep state. Wow. 31% of Republicans, 33% of independents say they believe a deep state definitely exists. 19% of Democrats believe it definitely exists. Pollsters also found that a majority of those polled, 63%, said they're not familiar with the term deep state. That does seem kind of new, doesn't I, it? I'm familiar with the term deep state, as Alex Jones <laughs> refers to it. I have not yeah, as you, often yeah, heard you, of- you hear the deep state less often. But you're right. State is, and it's scarier. Is there a nuance between the two, or are they the same thing? I'm not sure. We'll have to ask okay. Alex when we get a chance to talk to him. Oh, yeah, that's coming. 13% said they're very familiar, 24% somewhat familiar. We usually expect opinions on the operation of government to shift, depending on what party is in charge. Yeah, but there's an ominous feeling by Democrats and Republicans alike that a deep state of unelected operatives are pulling the levers of power. Uh, that's kind of interesting. And uh, I think uh, Alex Jones is probably very proud right now. <clears throat> but again, that's the deep state, See. as uh, Keith mentioned. See. Also, Barbara Streisand says she's never been sexually harassed. And I say <laughs> that doesn't surprise me one iota. See, I saw I'm not that. the least bit surprised. And, I, yeah. and she actually attributed it <sighs> to what? How she looks. Yes, she did. <laughs> I saw that. She sure did. <laughs> I mean, the first thing I thought of when I saw the headline mm-hmm. was exactly that. And then she said <laughs> she, it. She confirmed it. So that kind of takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You're like, no, man, don't take. No, that's no, my point. That's sad. That don't, was my point. <laughs> don't say that about yourself. Let me say it about you. <laughs> <laughs> she replied. She was asked if when she's ever been uh, sexually harassed. <clears throat> and she replied, Never. O'clock. I wasn't like those pretty girls with those nice little noses. Maybe that's why. <laughs> wow. Hey, you know what, though? At least she's being honest. Yeah. At least she's being honest. Yeah. So did somebody ask her point blank? Have you? Yeah. Ever? Okay. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because every actress in the world is saying they've been harassed. Yeah. There, but it can't be every single one, can it? No, no apparently or, not. Or is it just that what they consider harassment now is not what hmm. we would normally consider harassment? That's possible, too. Uh, because I don't believe every single one of them has. Call me skeptical. Because I am. Hmm. 888-900-3393. Use that number tomorrow uh, when we will be back to do more of this again. Hmm. Only different. Wait. Something like that. Better be. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.